Okay, wait, stop, stop, stop. <laughs> Welcome to the Beast Monkey Podcast. My name is Chris. My name is Raph. My name is Joe. My name is Joe. Je m'appelle Joe. Je suis. Uh, 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 can we do a round of applause for everyone as well? I just think I'm Welcome, everyone. Ooh, Welcome. Yeah, Welcome to the Beast Monkey Podcast. Get your dicks out. Okay, Welcome so. Back. Everyone, just, so we, just full transparency, we were going to do another movie commentary this week. Joe, can you explain what happened? So, due to time constraints throughout the course of the week, I've not been able to watch the movie that we had nominated, which was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles from 1990. So, even though I did legitimately get myself a 1080p copy of the film... <clears throat> Legally. I haven't had a chance to watch it. So Beautiful. Um, okay. So, we're just going to so do a regular episode tonight? And we might also like uh, uh, throw in some random facts about that movie. No, no, no! Uh, save them for the movie. No, no save dude, save them. them for the movie. What's I'm the point of be, doing? No, I'm gonna be throwing in. I'm gonna edit them all out. Facts. If you do, I'm gonna edit them all out. It's I'm just gonna be. Up. Yep. I'm just gonna put in comments from last episode in, over your voice, so it'll just be layered. I'm not even gonna cut you out. I'm just gonna double track you. Ed, did you know that uh, Domino's invested in the marketing of this movie? Stop it, dude. Stop it. Why are you doing that? (laughs) Okay, so I've also, um, full transparency as well, we're going to be doing a couple of, um, we're going to do a Star Trek episode commentary where we watch an entire season of Star Trek The Next Generation, probably season four in one sitting, and we record a podcast. No one is doing that. What do you mean? He's joking there. No one's going to sit through a whole freaking season. Yeah, we're just going to watch you. How long is the whole season? How long is the whole season? Uh, uh, 23 and 42 minute episodes. Yes. Yeah, so that's like a lot. That would be wait. Let's work it out. 23 or 22? Isn't it 22 episodes? Uh, Pretty Chris, sure. I don't think that's going to work. Not even, Just, not even in a pandemic. It'd be like 16 hours, man. Yep. Is it 16 hours? You're insane. Yep. That's, that's like a perfect. Hours. So we break that up into three podcasts? Three, five yeah, I'll, podcasts? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll do it because, you know, I've got nothing else to do with my life. Um, Shots fired. <laughs> uh, 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 speaking of that, uh, what have you guys been up to in quarantine? Uh, Joe, you can go first because you kind of led into that. Uh, so, what's been going on with your life and existence? Work's a bit busy right now, so obviously working from home. Um, and my usual routine, uh, get up in the morning, do some exercise, then uh, do some tidying up around the house, have my brekkie, do work, and then take the dogs out for a walk, have some dinner, go to sleep. So routine's good. I like routine. Um, I like routine feeling too. Pretty, Woo! <laughs> feeling fit, but um, yeah, I haven't really been out of the house for the too much for the last like two weeks. Like not even to the shops. I've not really driven all that much or anything like that. So it's it's kind of been a bit bit nuts. Who who in your family? So I did goes to I the did shops? get out this afternoon. What's that? 
Who in your family is going to the shops? Uh, Hong An goes to the shops. My mother, my dad uh, has been busy working on his... Um, he's built himself a little man cave out the back. And, um, and today they picked up a whole bunch of chickens because the foxes killed all the chickens. When did that happen? Ago, so. Oh, 12 months ago. I knew about that. Yeah, yeah. I thought there was a new batch. No, nah, so they, they fixed up the, the... We fixed up the hen house. Um, it's not finished yet, but... Um, yeah, picked up another five today, so... Also, when you say uh, shops, uh, which uh, shops are you going to, man? Queen Bean. Because uh, you've been... Uh, Queen Bean shops, sorry, yeah. So you're yeah. under New South Wales quarantine laws, not not ACT yeah. quarantine laws. Cor- mm. Correct. So uh, non-essential trips are considered against the law. Yep, okay. So am I for that matter, yeah. Because hmm. I live in New South Wales too. Oh, shit, you do as well. What suburb do you yep. live in, Alfman? Gugong. Gugong? Shit. Gugong. I had no idea. It's, it's like a whole different world over there, man. You live in a really nice spot. Like the, those roads heading out towards Kuma, old Kuma Road, the rural... Oh, it's fantastic. I don't know if you've ever driven out there, but it's very nice. And then you've got it's, Gugong Dam right down nicer. the road. It's getting nicer. There's still a lot of construction around, but it's getting nicer. It's getting better. Is there any cultural difference of... As you can tell from the vibe in Queen Bean. Yeah, Bean, people will like wave else. the tongs around and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> the Gugong wave. What, really? And no, on, no. On, Kumar, on Kumar Road, <laughs> they're all Indian as well because they're all Kumars. Mm. Like Harold and Kumar. I have a joke about that, but I'm not going to say it. It's too offensive. Don't say Fucking it. Say it Don't be a racist. <laughs> like Chris. I wasn't racist. What are you talking about? Literally. Literally racist. <laughs> uh, anyway. So, yeah, we're going to be doing a few longer longer versions. We're going to do Blade Runner 1 and 2 with all the short films included. We're going to do Total Recall, Robocop, and uh, Showgirls in the, one, in the one long episode. We're going to do the, the Star Wars trilogy, the original one in, the, in one long episode, and the Alien trilogy in one long episode. So it's going to be good. Lots for the fans to, to listen to and wait out for. Thoughts? I reckon an Arnie movie run would be awesome. Like Commando, yes. Predator. Commando, Predator. What's the third? True Lies. I, yeah, like, True Lies. Yeah. As Alpha or Terminator 1. No, Terminator 1. Yeah, but... Or like, so, or like something from a different decade. Each one's got to be like a different decade. Oh, no, the same decade. I was thinking similar ones. If, if you're going to do Terminator, then you have to do Terminator 1 and 2. Yes, and... Okay, yeah. we do one where it's Terminator 1 and 2. That's one we have to do. Yep. I, I consider, like, all those other fun action films that he's done, I, I wouldn't do them, lump them with Terminator. So, yeah, I, I agree. Okay, T1, Predator, T2. Commando, Predator, what's the third? You could do Total Recall. No, because we're going to do, do that do in the Verhoeven one with hey, uh, Robocop. Um, Running Man. Uh, no... Yeah, Running Man. That's the one. A Running Conan. Man's one. Oh, yes. Well. Running Man. Running sure. Man's perfect because it's got the same uh, kind of uh, character. Uh, Conan is good, man, yeah. Conan's old school, though. You'd do that with uh, Stay Hungry. Conan, Stay Hungry, and Conan 2 would be a trilogy that we would fucking cut our eyes out for watching because they're fucking all terrible films. <laughs> like, movies have to be good, bad, or good. I don't want to watch bad, bad movies. I don't, I don't, I don't know about you guys, but I'm, I'm a huge fan of like the old uh, martial arts films. So, like Bloodsport is one of my favourite movies. Enter the Dragon. Alpha, I know Chance. you might, you, you, yeah, the Jackie Chan ones as well. 
Uh, Chris, so you, like, you probably don't dig those as much. Oh, no, stories and stuff like that is good. I reckon we could do like a Bloodsport, Drunken Master. Drunken and, Master 1 and 2. Oh, that'd be unreal. Yes. Or, yeah. Okay. Doing what that on a Saturday about? night, like at this time, would uh, kind of bring back memories watching SBS on a Saturday night when they'd put on like the Jackie Chan yes. movies and stuff like that. No ads. It was just... Okay, I've got yeah. an idea. How about Definitely. every all, all four of us choose a trilogy of films. The others have to agree to it, obviously, but choose a trilogy of films that we're going to do a commentary to. And um, it sort of allows us to do sort of be a bit more specialist in what we choose. So you could yep. choose some martial arts ones, Joe, or whatever you wanted to do. I'm sure you want to do a trilogy and not like a double? No, a trilogy. A trilogy, because people could come in and out if they wanted to as well. Mm. I reckon that'd be interesting. Would you guys do Lord of the Rings? Hong An would be down for that. If she if she records so on it, long. then I'd do it. If she's part of the part of the record, I'd do it. I'll speak to her uh, about it. Yeah, you can set up some splitters, and you guys you guys would have to we'd have to get comfortable to watch all of that though. That's a pretty long watch. If we do it live on YouTube, we can have uh, people joining in as well. Yeah, that'd be good actually. On the chat. That'd be interesting. I think I'd like to do a Julian Schnabel one, so uh, Basquiat, Before Night Falls, and Diving Bell and the Butterfly. I think that'd be hilarious. Do you need a paid subscription to do YouTube live, live streaming? I don't, I don't think so. I can have a look, but not that I recall. Far out. The amount of data these guys store, it's insane. I can't even imagine. Anyway, <clears throat> they actually the way YouTube do data is like Transformers, where they turn it into blocks, physical blocks like the what, what do they call it? Energon? How they have those blocks of Energon, which are concentrated energy, <laughs> that they can store. It's like that's what Energon they do with cubes. data. Yeah, they have data data cubes, and they just like turn them into physical things, and they shove actually, them up their own asses. I actually recently I requested all my Google data, and it was like fifty two gig or something. But I haven't even had a look at it yet. But is it, it mostly well. cock shots? It's mostly a cock shots, man. Sixteen k, sixteen k Apple Live photos of your own penis. And so sweet. YouTube requires one thousand subscribers before you can do live. Oh, that's easy, man. So everyone subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. <laughs> we don't have oh, a God. YouTube account. Joe, can you start a YouTube account this week? Okay. Uh, yeah. Or have you already started it, Alf? Alf might have started. No, 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 I haven't started. I thought you might have started it a I, few I, years back just in case. <laughs> no, no, no. I, <laughs> I, set, I set up a Discord server. Okay. That's about it. Well, what does that do? It's a better chat. Uh, so, chat like, client. like, so is a bit of Discord uh, within this group. Okay. A bit of emotional Discord. And, uh, Raf, can you convert all the old episodes into videos? And then we yep. can just put them up on the YouTube account? I can definitely, I can definitely do that. Beautiful. But I'm not going to do it. Wait, what? I said yes, but no. Yes, but no. Yes, but no. I would, I would also like to do a trilogy of early Julio Madem films, like um, Vacas, uh, La Dia La Roja, and uh, Tierra in one sitting. Uh, That'd be amazing. Uh, we should do some Spanish language films. They're all, we could do some, some films, like the, uh, the last three Alejandro Jodorowsky movies. I was going to say the first three. Would be quite interesting. I'd like to do his earlier films. As I mentioned in the chat, actually, I was having an Instagram, a TV, a conversation with one of his sons, and apparently 
in last couple of months he's been uh, 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 re-editing his uh, two films that he didn't have creative control. How over. old is Alejandro Jodorowsky? He's been like uh, um, 88 or something. Of course, he's is 90s he, now. Isn't he older than that? He's not 90 yet, but he's, he's in his late 80s. But, but he says he doesn't want to die without leaving, uh, with leaving uh, two shit movies. I mean, he's kind of kind of re-editing yeah. them. He's 91 yeah. as of February. Yeah, I thought, oh, I thought wow. he turned 90. Yeah. He's fucking past his 90. That's yeah, mad. he turned 90. That's what I remember. Mm. Joe and Alf. I know Raph has, but have you two seen any Julio Medem films, the Spanish films? No. So not that I know of. He's, he's amazing. I think I'd recommend either... What's his name? Julio what? Uh, Julio Medem, M-E-D-E-M. He's a Basque separatist. But he... Chaotic Anna is actually... I was going to say Chaotic Anna one, yeah. or Sex and Lucia. I'd probably recommend Sex and Lucia as a first watch. Not at all, oh. man. A Chaotic Anna is definitely... Why Julio would you what? say not at all? I didn't say Sex not at all Lucia. about your suggestion. How do, how do I spell this? Fuck you, Chris. Medem. M-E-D-E-M. Ah. Julio. Julio, J-U-L-I-O. Space M E D E M. Julio. So he's done about eight films. Um, I haven't seen his latest one, The Tree of Blood, which is on Netflix. Is it on Netflix? That's fucking mad. It's only on Netflix. Oh wow. He did a deal with Netflix. Cordigan is accessible. Uh, The other one isn't it? Just set in one room. No, I don't think you. I don't think you've seen Sex and Lucia. If you think it's almost that's the other one. Sorry, not yet. Which one? Yeah. You're talking about Room in Rome. I would never suggest that's that as one, an yeah. entry-level film. Yep. That's the answer to why you said no way. I would say no Sex way. Sex and Lucinda is actually that. really good as well. Yeah. Yeah. Lucia. That's a really good one. Yeah. Not Lucinda. It's. You're thinking uh, of Oscar and Lucinda. Uh, Lucia. Lu- Lucia. Lucia. It's Lucia. Sex and Lucia is actually quite good. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's very similar to Chaotic mm. Anna in a lot of ways. Chaotic Anna is is like the spiritual sequel. He said, "What if I one of the characters from that?" No. Chaotic Anna is the spiritual sequel to Lovers of the Arctic Circle. Because he said, what if one of the characters... Which is also a good movie. Had a, step, ...had a different life? Mm. It's pretty interesting. Not just a good movie. It's one of the... I could have six of his films in my top ten of all time, but I, I limit it to one. Hey, did, you know, hey, did you know the, the director of Ninja Turtles also did Michael Jackson music videos? Shut your face. <laughs> Well, one of the directors, because the Hensons were directing everything that had the puppets on as well. Brian and Jim were both there on, st- on set full-time for everything that included the, um, the actual puppets. Yeah, but I was talking about the, the Steve dude, who was actually... Uh, hey, off. wait, 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 stop, stop. You just slid that in. Fuck you, fuck you, stop uh, it. Uh, fuck you, got you. Yeah. He got you. I'm editing that out. <laughs> I'm editing that out. We're not talking about Ninja Turtles. Hey, while we're on the topic of Spanish films, have any of you seen Everybody Knows? Todo, no. Todo lo sabe. No. No, no. When's it from? I highly, highly recommend that. 2018. I saw that on the plane when I went to France. Sorry, what's it called? Everybody knows. What's the Spanish title? Todos lo saben. Is it streaming anywhere? Because I know there's a, uh, lot of, a lot of Spanish films on Stan, I think. Don't no. know. Don't know. But it's, no. uh, it's, a, it's, it's two hours and a bit with Penelope Cruz and Javier Bardem and it's... Yeah, man. Oh, oh yes, no, it is. It is on streaming. I've I've added that to one of my cues. Yeah. Are you sure? Uh, really, I saw really that good. On, uh, on SBS on demand, actually, it was on SBS actually. Oh, is that oh, where really? it is? Yeah. Yep. It's. Yeah. What do you think of it? It's like a spiritual sequel to the Woody Allen film. It was good, man. It was actually really well. The two leads are fucking mad, so it was good, man. Yeah. Cruz Kanak, man. 
I think yeah, her, her Hollywood amazing. roles kind of suck compared to what I saw there. Like, Joe, anyway. have you seen Vicky Cristina Barcelona? Nah. The Woody Allen film with those two in it? Nah. It's so fucking good. Well, they're married, it's so aren't good. they? What? They're married. Are they? I think so. I don't, I don't, I don't think, think so. Yeah. I'm pretty no, sure they're they not. Let's find out. Um, let's find out. But... No, no, Joe, definitely yeah, watch yeah. Vicky Cristina Barcelona. Penelope Cruz, they married in 2010. They got oh, wow. two kids. Did they meet on the set of Vicky Cristina Barcelona? I, I don't know. I haven't asked them. That, that's my second favourite Woody Allen film. It's so fucking good. Even with Scarlett Johansson being average, that's such a good film. The performance Scarlett. from Javier Bardem is just so fucking amazing. Like... Him and Penelope Cruz, when they actually have screaming fights in the street in that film, it's so believable. It actually mm. feels like a real couple yelling and fighting. Yep. Yep. That's what I kind of um, noticed about this film that I just mentioned. Yeah. Yeah. Worth watching. Um, have you seen mid, mid, any other Woody Allen films? The, the new ones? Uh, have you seen Midnight in Paris? Uh, I haven't, but before I forget, remember I... Um, it was about, what, two, three weeks ago now that I watched Once Upon a Time in Hollywood because they, they put it up on Amazon Prime. Ah, yes. And uh, I, re- I really liked that, but uh, I, I had no idea that it was about the whole uh, Manson family murders. Oh, really? And I, I didn't know. I, had no, I, I didn't bother doing any reading about the movie or what it was going to be about. I just sort of wanted to watch it and be surprised. You know, I never got around to go to the movies either, so, um, yeah, I'm, I'm glad that Amazon put it up. But uh, Rogan had a dude... Uh, investigative journalist on a couple I of weeks ago that. who yeah. spent 20 years investigating uh, those murders and um, oh, I got his book. Yeah. Dude, it is nuts. It is absolutely nuts. So it all ties back into uh, a CIA program called the Chaos Program where they were experimenting uh, control through... Yeah, the drug-fueled um, assassins, yeah? Yeah, exactly. L- uh, yeah. LSDs. So, yeah, Manson was, was, was basically a CIA asset. Uh, and the book talks about all of that. It's, it's pretty yeah. full on. Is Charles Manson still alive and in jail right now? Or has he died? He, he died a couple of years ago. Not that long ago. Okay, yeah. But maybe yeah. three or five years ago. His appearances in... Um, he, the actor that played him in that movie also uh, uh, played him in a Mindhunter, that, a series... Netflix? Which is on, and Netflix, I think, yeah. Um... I think it's, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sam Actor played actually both and Charles. I wonder which casting came first because obviously Tarantino cast that quite a long time ago now. Uh, The Mindhunter one did, yeah, actually. What year was that? I don't mean when it came out, I mean when he cast it because I know he cast it it a year or two before. It was cast before, actually. It's actually an Australian guy, actually. Um, The reason I know is because there was an interview with him on uh, an ABC podcast and stuff and... um, it's an Aussie dude that played Manson in both of those. Yeah. Cool. I heard a funny story on one of Ash Williams' podcasts where he was talking about <clears> he was <throat> living in LA and living at his house for a bit. That actor. Who? Oh, Manson. Cool. Yep. No, the actor playing Manson. <laughs> so, Joe, you were playing a video game before this started. What were you, what, what were you, what were you playing? Uh, I played about... Well, I was playing Smash Brothers online and absolutely got smashed. Smashed. By the brothers. So I, I signed up to the, the seven day trial of Nintendo Online. So I think it's like 20, 30 bucks a year or something like that. But, it's um, like 28 a year. It's pretty cheap. Plus, you get all the virtual console for free. 
on yeah. Super Nintendo and normal Nintendo. My mum's got it on her Switch. It's pretty good value. Yeah, it, it's good. Um, so I played a bit of Smash Brothers online. It's it's a lot of fun. And then what else did I play? Then I then I downloaded Streets of Rage Four, which is a remake of a of a '90s classic arcade beat 'em up. Um, for those who are familiar with the Double Dragon type games, who that were available on the NES like way back in the what late '80s or something like that. The co-op that arcade beat 'em up, yeah. Yeah, even on the arcade. So games that I played a lot when I was a kid. Um, and Streets of Rage, the the remake, um, looks really nice. So next time you boys are over, because you can play four-player as well. Um, and cool. the other reason I got it was that you can play four-player co-op online. Um, so looking forward to that. It's just, are you suggesting you can... that we get a, a Twitch account and um, turn this into a business where we get tax writable oh. switches and we can all play online together and do commentary I'd, I'd be down for that. That's a good idea. As a Twitch thing? Beast Monkey Gaming. Yeah. The Beast Monkey Stuart. Twitch account would actually be <laughs> a lot more useful. That'd be quite funny, actually. Yeah. I've been playing a bit of um, online DOS games, like uh, Lemmings Tribes, and also... Fuck, dude, uh, Lemmings Tribes, how are you playing that? It's the greatest. Fucking DOS the... box. Like, it's... If Brother. you I just Google uh, play Lemmings uh, Tribes online, it's immediately accessible uh, but I was also uh, I played The Dig for about fucking two hours online as well man it was amazing yeah that's an amazing man. game yeah. I, I did a watch through of someone completing that on YouTube like a five hour yeah, watch nice. through or something the other yeah. last year yep um, when I was up at Parliament House we had it on one of the loose screens on a, on a slow day that's mad because we had that's a lot awesome. of screen, we had a lot of screens in the room and we'd just put like <laughs> random video like retro video game playthroughs on like a yeah. unused screen because you'd have like 20 minutes of downtime sometimes and then you'd have really, really busy periods for like five hours and then you'd have another hour of just nothing happening. It's so interesting how the streaming, like uh, uh, streaming a gameplay and kind of walk through is almost, a na- it's a natural uh, use of um, online video because it, it, it just kind of replicates what we used to do, which was like someone's what, watching, watching someone else play, play man. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, It's actually mad. It's a, it's a form of multiplayer. Hmm. Watching Back someone play days. a video game. So the, the dig came out in '95, and and this was during a time when in the industry you you couldn't really fuck up a game. So most well, most of the, pretty much all the games that got released were just like super polished, especially like when the when the uh, multimedia uh, came. You guys remember out. we got that for free with our. We remember we bought with our first PC. computer. It was like a cutting cutting edge oh, sixteen wow. me- yeah. meg of RAM. Um, yeah. It was a one thirty three. Um, it was just fucking crazy. It was so fast. Well, the and dig is interesting. The dig was one of those free like, games. But it took like um, eight years of development, uh, which is super long for a game of that era. Um, I like LucasArts and stuff spent ages on that shit, man. Yeah. Um, People, if you don't know what we're talking about, it's a um, sort of like a Maniac Mansion style puzzle game point, where you click on things. Click. Yeah, point yeah. and click adventure sci-fi film which is similar to Armageddon Armageddon is a very similar thing except Armageddon the film is only the first maybe 15 minutes of the dig 15 minutes to 20 minutes out of like a five hour uh, story it was produced and involved with Steven Spielberg as well it was like an original an idea from him it was going to be a movie but then they wanted to make it a, it was LucasArts it was LucasArts but Spielberg is accredited for like the original idea or something like that as well is, yeah that's Three. an interesting one because I don't mm. think he had anything to do with the development of any of it. I think he his did. name is just on it. I watched the whole 
a, a whole fucking thing on it, man. And you watched the whole thing on him having something to do with the production of the actual. He product. was involved in the uh, plot points. Um, okay, yep, so he definitely was, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, according to Wikipedia, so the designers Sean Clark, Brian Moriarty, artists Bill Tyler, writers. There's three guys. Steven Spielberg is listed as one of the writers. So yep. The documentary um, we had on our game just said that he had suggested a film of that mm. nature and then was go- developing the film, sent some other guys off to make it. They couldn't get funding and then they made a video game instead. He had just basically tasked two writers with doing a film. That's where uh, his plot points came uh, from. Uh, oh, there's an asteroid uh, going to hit the Earth also, and you're going to do something uh, like that. And they used his name for marketing. That's and, what I mean. And also, but like... Because they were using his name, he would jump um, in and out of production and kind of check on it and kind of give like digestions and ideas as well. Really? That's kind of, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I'm under the, the deep impression that Steven Spielberg is a rich kid hack joke of a person who just sits in a chair and makes random comments by, while real artists and workers do things. So I, 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 I heavily question that any of his films are actually as good as anything <laughs> and it's just a giant joke so much hate i, I fucking like hate steven spielberg dude. <laughs> well, what he did with um artificial intelligence the um unmade kubrick film is a fucking travesty man that's, that's what he's like done with everything the worst movie ever everything where he's given any kind of real control and other artists aren't doing the, the bulk of the work is unwatchable think about the film war horse I, I haven't i've not seen that man yeah think about it though why haven't saving you seen Pri- ryan is good yeah because yeah, other people good, made it yeah a film like Saving Private Ryan, Ryan has thousands of humans involved in making it. He's not solely responsible. He's got yeah, a bunch yeah, of people going, Stephen, what about this giant bit of work I've done? And he goes, yes, that's good. Because it is good, because they hire the best people around him. E.T. is trash. I haven't seen E.T. in maybe ever. Yeah. Dude, yeah, if, you watch it, years. if you watch it, it comes across like a fucking B-grade film. Like an 80s B-grade film. It's fucking trash. <laughs> it's fucking hype and trash. I've been rewatching. We should, we should do E.T. We should do a documentary, a commentary on E.T. I fucking hate watched that film. I Jurassic Park again <laughs> recently. And that's not bad. It still kind of holds up. But it's, um, it's a pretty simple story. Well, like, actually, nothing much actually happens. Like, it's actually quite simple. Let's, let's examine that for uh, a sec. You said it holds up. The plot and the story don't hold up. No, as a film, it holds up. But mm-hmm. as a... I was... I'm surprised at how simple the actual storyline was. It's, it's like four beats in the whole a plot. I, I was in my head. It was it was a bit more complicated, but it wasn't. All of the drama comes from an unbelievable plot point. On that, he's like, I've got billions of dollars, but I really wanted to skimp on my IT funding, and so I hired mm, Newman yeah. from fucking Seinfeld to do all of my computer work and all yeah. of my security, and then insane. argued but- with him, and then let him try and yeah. steal it's the most insane plot point of all time uh, it makes no sense movie, it would though. never happen and then the they bring kids the best part of that movie is fucking uh, Jeff Goldblum oh. and him getting like a broken leg in the first half an hour and he's just topless for the rest of the movie and he's got like this fucking weird one scene where it's a fucking close up on kind of him topless like like leaning against a table it's insane it's this weird three second close up and you're like Oh, uh, why is this in this movie, man? That's I would insane. argue that Sam Neill and Jeff Goldblum, the actors, saved that film, and that mm. with a, a slightly worse cast, 
That film is a fucking grindhouse film. It is fucking trash. It's money thrown at a wall with a good cast. He's done... I'm just going through his list of movies and, and the ones that stand out for me are Schindler's List. I thought that was excellent. Schindler's List, um, yeah. Minority Report's pretty good. Catch Me If You Can. thought it was a really good movie. War of the Worlds I really liked as well. You liked War of the Worlds? Yeah, I did. I did. Okay. I thought it was a fun movie. Um... So we're on a Zoom a chat, Unique. and I'm gonna uh, uh, I'm gonna uh, share my screen to show you all. No copyrighted the, material, right? I'm gonna show you all the um, the scene where he's. No, no copyrighted material. What are you doing? That scene <laughs> is like in, is like a three seconds of that, which is like insane. No, I want to know if if uh, Jeff Goldblum no insisted on that, or if Laura Dern insisted on it. It's like so weird. It stands out a lot. It's like. A very strange three-second pan in for no reason, man. Yeah. Well, not for no reason. You just saw the picture. He's in the movie as well. He's in the movie for like he's got like five lines of dialogue. He delivers one speech uh, uh, during dinner, and that's it. It's 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 weird, man. Well, from the helicopter inwards, he's in it for about half an hour. Uh, But he's got no. He's got his function in that film is basically to, to deliver that speech. At the start, well, he, deli- yeah, he delivers yeah. a lot of exposition. The film, yeah. from a storytelling point of view, is a travesty. It's just a bunch of actors saying what's going on <clears> and then a bunch of special effects. And those kids, oh my God, those fucking American kids. Oh, that scene where they're shaking and she's like, I can't turn off the flashlight. There was no reason for them to reach back. And like the behavior, if you just stop it 50 <laughs> different times, none of what they do is it what any human being would ever do. And it's all, it's oh, the plot yeah. leading the characters versus the characters pushing the plot. And I think every Spielberg film is like that. I think he's just a fucking hack. Anyway. <laughs> I think his good films are driven by other people doing good work and him appropriating it. Like Joe, Minority Report is a great story. And the script was probably well done. And he's surrounded by good actors and good help. Yeah. <laughs> he ruined Ready Player One. I was really disappointed with that. Yeah, that could have been a lot better. Fuck, that book was amazing, man. So yeah, what did he do wrong? Nuts. I haven't I seen either, but what did he do wrong? I like Jeff Goldman's in it and he's got his shirt off for the whole time. And that was wrong. I didn't like the style of the movie. It was very colourful. Mm. And when, when, when I read the book, I imagined that world to be a lot more dystopian, a lot darker. Kind of like, um, you know, like Blade Runner twenty forty nine. I thought did a really yeah. good job of, of depicting. It should have been a lot darker, but I think it was too too much Hollywood. It was too... a PG movie. That's that's the problem. Yeah, geared towards kids. Yeah. And they focus a lot on the eighties nostalgia aspect, uh, which is like still in the book, but it's not as it's not as much of it. I think. So yeah. how there's much like, in the book? There's like assassins and stuff. Like the main character gets chased yeah. by assassins, and they they go around killing everyone. And in the movie, that's just crap. So how much how much blame of that can we give to Steven Spielberg? If he's the director of the film. It's, it's entirely his fault. Although, it who, was it a Disney flick? Dis, Disney, yeah, they're, they're kind of nuts as well. Yeah, but I would suggest that it's the same. I don't think he probably can be blamed for that being a bad film. He's Possibly. just a passenger. He's just a name that gets tagged onto it because he's Steven Spielberg. He's one of those people who I saw in a documentary one time where all these celebrities were saying what they wanted to be when they grow up. And he said, when I grow up, I want to be a filmmaker. 
and this was him at the age of 40 acting like I'm just a big kid it's like dude you've made a bunch of really expensive films already what are you doing fuck you Steven Spielberg fuck you do you hate him because he's of a Jewish background Chris <laughs> I'm actually just <laughs> editing that out I knew that was coming too and I'm just <laughs> I'm just editing that bit out I was just waiting to say that as well. why were you waiting to say Five that minutes. just just bleep him <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, just just put a bleep on top of it. I'm trying to bring some energy and some enthusiasm, and no one's no one's. I'm I'm offering a challenge. I'm offering a um, I'm I'm delivering an offer, an improv offer to all three of you, and no, and Raf's offering racism back. Oh, that's uh, I'll, that's where my um, improv goes, man. It just goes directly to racism immediately. Hey, I'm, I'm checking out this war group game that you mentioned and it reminds me of uh what was it warlords on the pc i'm pretty sure you guys played warlords back in the day never. i did you never... i remember the name but was it a, a top down something yeah like oh, a yeah. bird's eye view turn-based medieval yeah. so joe have you, you heard that chris no i never played it but have you you've heard of fire emblem yeah yes so yes. fire emblem and advanced wars were the were the two um big games that this one company made and in Japan Fire Emblem's a lot more popular so they stopped making Advance Wars games but this company then this is like a continuation of what they wanted for the new Advance Wars game yeah apparently it's very difficult but not unfairly so it's just a really good strategy game and it's not that expensive it's on the virtual console it's on like the the shop the Switch shop Switch channel shop and it's meant yeah, to be a good game's very, pretty very cheap on game. that yeah yeah like Streets of Rage was 30 bucks and that's that's cheap. For I um, think for a portable console, turn-based um, strategy games are amazing because you can sort of put it down, do whatever. You're not rushed. But yeah, yeah. I think I probably should have got Nintendo Online a while ago because I, I kind of like the, you know, playing against other people, playing against the computer gets a bit, a bit boring. Can you play um, online with any other other games you got? Uh, Smash Brothers, Tetris you get for free of the games that I own well Streets of Rage now yeah. um, and the other crazy game that I got a couple of weeks ago which I've been playing a little bit of when I've had the time is um, oh, you know the, I, I sent it to you I sent you a link about it what's it called again? The um, god damn it I have such a bad memory it is called Do, 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 do. It is called Astral Chain. Oh yeah, what's the deal with Astral Chain again? So ah, oh, it's like a Bayonetta style game. Yeah, it is. It is like Bayonetta and Tekken Slash. Yep. Yeah. Like Sin um, and Punishment. Yeah. Amazing graphics. Yeah. Very polished game. Very tidy. It's like uh, playing through a manga, and consoles mm. are good enough now that they. You know, they're very good at doing that. The graphics are very they good, very, very fluid. Good, yeah. There's yeah. no lag. Yeah. Still, what, what that little little thing is capable of still blows me away. Pretty crazy, really. Uh, what's the, as someone who's not kept up with a console technology, uh, what's the current and immediate future tech? Who are the big, who are the big players, man? And kind of what are, what are the... 
uh, what are the uh, systems, man? Is is the PlayStation still doing stuff, or is it is like Nintendo still doing stuff? What's the uh, our current kind of big f- f- three or something? Nintendo, Xbox, PlayStation are your are your your biggest players. Yep. Um, in yep. fact, probably your only players now. I don't think anyone else really plays in that space. Um, I think outs- well, yeah, out- Google's trying to get into it. Outside of the US, <laughs> Xbox really struggle. Like mm-hmm. right now. Even in Australia, like Xbox is a half the price of the PS4. Yeah. Are any of these incorporating uh, like VR uh, games and stuff like that? Kind of VR demos more than full games okay. at this point. The games are very limited or they're very in-depth demos. There's not a lot of games that are like as at the same level as the AAA console games that are all VR experiences, in, but they're getting better. In terms of consoles, only PlayStation has a VR component. Okay. Yep. It's a, um, it's a lot of fun. So Nintendo, Nintendo, and Xbox didn't get into it. Yeah. And what's Nintendo doing? Because I mean, Adam has been kind of plugging some, like, and trying to push the envelope a little bit. Chris, do you know what they're what they're developing? Kind of as the next big system. I don't know what they're developing. They've only just released the Switch, which Joe's playing that he's talking about a couple of years ago. It's the portable and non-portable. Okay. It's like a Game Boy and and standalone console all into the one device, you know, very portable, yep. lightweight, yep. Um, good graphics, pretty good battery power. It's just yeah, it's amazing, um, and no moving parts inside. It's all you know solid, solid state, state technology. Yeah, they've basically merged their because um, they used to have the 3DS and the Wii U, and they pretty much merged those two together for their next console because they were releasing games on both fronts. And now the technology is good enough that yep. they can release game one game for both. I watched um, an hour long a documentary on the first video game and stuff. Um, it was uh, quite interesting, but the um, and also the kind of downfall of the Amiga platform as well. Uh, just the ah, kind of history comedy. of yeah, uh, uh, history of all these systems back when it was. <clears throat> And there wasn't an established market and um, ecosystem and kind of games were not as, as kind of ubiquitous as they are now. But it, it, it's a really interesting story as well. Uh, uh, back when all the games were uh, test programs on like a, a billion dollar like university mainframes. Um, and also bad marketing. Fuck, Amiga fucked up in their marketing a lot apparently. Otherwise they would have been a bigger player in the games. In the games industry, a little bit. Yeah, that would. But like cool Nintendo's shoes. always been, yeah, uh, Nintendo's always been a pretty. I'm on the ball. That's why I'm asking, what's the bit? Uh, what's the next big thing for them? And I assume it's going to be some sort of, like a VR thing, man, because that's, it seems, uh, where it's all going. Yeah, like I said, I think only um, PlayStation is doubling down on well, VR I think. I think Nintendo have dipped their foot in the water by they've got a, a headset you can make out of cardboard that you can slot the switch switch screen into yeah and play a few like demo type things and mini games in it but yeah. even then the PlayStation ones are very much like mini game things they're not really full no one's investing enough money and I don't think the consoles can I really think, I think you'd be surprised there's a lot of good AAA games out there for like especially with like Half-Life and stuff they're well, I mean, they're not on the PlayStation. That's what I'm saying. You can yeah. get them on the, but on they, the PCs they they're will there, be. but the PC, yeah. um, like the processing power is 10 times on the top-of-the-line PCs than, than the consoles. 
But the PS4 has been out for six years now, hasn't it? Yeah, five or six years. I think yeah. It so and it was it was not a top it was not a top end gaming console when it came top end game PC gaming machine when it came out. It was like a middle middle rung gaming PC. So if you drop five grand on a gaming PC right now, the processing power is far exceeds any console, which is why they can do those VR experiences with decent graphics. I think. I think I think the, the issue is with with game developers being lazy about it. So like they make a, a computer game, like a, a computer VR game, for a PC system, and then trying to port it over like really cheaply to PS5 and PS5 or sorry PS4 and that's where the where the issue lies how fast is the PS5 going to be so a lot faster to, to answer your question yeah. around Nintendo Rafa so apparently Nintendo are working on a gaming device that will have greater like greater levels of performance in the PS5 and the new Xbox when those next generation consoles come out so yeah so whatever comes after the Switch is, is, is intended to target those two consoles and basically outperform them. But according to... Who's this guy? Is it the president or something like that? Industry legend Miyamoto's son says, our objective is to achieve an interface that surpasses the current controller where what the player does is directly reflected on the screen and the user can clearly feel the result. This has mm. not been achieved yet. We have tried all kinds of motion controllers, but none of them seem to work for all people. As the company that knows the most about controllers, we have been striving to create a controller that can be used with ease and that will become the standard for the next generation of consoles. I love that there's like our computer games, like our company wars and stuff, and they're competing to do the craziest fucking calls airship, and that's kind of a good place to be. From a consumer perspective, I guess, yeah. It's cool. Yeah. I think, well, it's interesting because Nintendo released their first VR headset back in the early 90s or the late 80s. That, well, yeah. That two-color one, it was black and, black yeah, and like, red. Yeah, uh, like, uh, VR's come and gone a lot, and it's only in this latest wave, it's actually gotten a bit of traction, but it's been around for ages, man. It was pretty shit, obviously, back in the day. VR well, have you guys, you guys have seen that original Nintendo VR yet? The old one? Is that the one with the kind of a kind of blocky a shooting game and stuff in space no, or something? Um, it had black and red. It's not blocky. It, the, the Virtual Boy. Oh, okay. No, yeah. Have you seen that? I remember the Power Glove. Yeah, no, not the Power Glove. Glove. The Virtual Power Boy. That's like ingrained in our memories. I thought it was this... in like Terminator or something, right? Uh, some uh, sort of movie, yeah? No, they actually made it was a... In some movie. There's a game where the, uh, what's his name? Is it Fred Fred Savage of the Wonder Years? Oh, yeah, Fred Savage. Yeah, the Game Wizard or something like that. I think is the name of the movie, and he uses a power glove in that. Like they play Mario and yeah. Anyway, nice. um, yeah, yeah. you can buy a modified version of the power glove that people have. Yeah, they've modified it so it's like all USB and stuff, and you can actually use it on your PC to play certain games. It's pretty crazy. I like that. And Nintendo's focusing on the kind of human uh, computer um, interface as well. Mm. Uh, kind of, because uh, the Wii was quite interesting as well because of the the physical nature of those. But they've uh, had motion controller well. in every system since the Wii. The Wii you had the same Wii remotes plus the yep. Wii remote plus. They're on their third generation of, of motion yeah. control now with the Switch. Like the Switch yep. controllers that come off are motion controls. Yeah, 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 yeah of course. So yeah. just 
How do I share my screen? I've got an image I want to show you guys. In the bottom, it shares a share screen. And then you pick which screen you want to pick. Share. Yeah. Yeah. Can you guys see that? We can. See that there? That's the virtual boy that came out in the late 80s or early 90s. It was a two-color thing. That's what it looked like, that black and red. It had like Doom-style games shooter games that controller oh, is the first controller that looked like that and it was a headset it's oh, out of control look at that oh it's a look how amazing that looks that's pretty good actually yeah. uh, absolutely ridiculous that they were trying to release that in um in the when they did it's just look at the tennis look at the what so it's just monochrome it's just monochrome because that's all you could do but look at that the doom Monochrome. Oh, okay. Because that's all okay. it can handle from a computing point of view. But they were too expensive and they had to discontinue them. But some so people have them. Someone and... should explain what you actually are showing this man because it's all I'm audio. So it didn't... All I see is like red. Well, it's, it's a yeah. bulky red and black head unit. And it plays games that are red and black. How do I unshare my screen? So... So you wouldn't actually attach that to your head. You'd, you'd kind of... Yeah. No, you wear it. Like a, I did it. Yeah. You'd wear it on your face. You, you wear it over your head. Yeah. It's a full... Yeah, but see how it's got, see, it's got like a stand? It was probably too heavy for you to actually... No, no, that's just, where, that's just when it's not being used. Yeah. Oh, okay. It was a full headset. Looks so bulky though, yeah. Yeah, I don't think it was that heavy because I think the, the computing was done elsewhere, but I can't remember. Just reading uh, an article in Time magazine, back in the mid-2010s, Nintendo was in dire straits as it became clear that the company's flagship console at the time, the Wii U, was failing. Failing. Yeah, I don't, uh, when they say dire straits, when, when they say dire straits, I don't really believe that at all because they were already developing the Switch and they just released the Switch a year or two early. They were in the middle of developing Breath of the Wild and Mario Odyssey, which are two of the highest scoring games of all time. I don't know what Dire Straits would be referring to. They didn't lay off any staff. Share, they still sold share 15 I think, I think, share value I think in terms of the, of the console itself, like the, the marketing and everything, uh, or the, <coughs> you know, um, the revenue that it made. Yeah, but I mean, the Wii was the most successful console that uh, they ever done. Uh, we don't so know how much the company... Well, that's, that's true, that's true. Uh, we don't know how much the company is investing in a research and development and stuff like it. So yeah, it's obviously... Uh, an economic thing for the company, which. But what I'm saying is, I think a lot of a lot of um, gaming people, a lot of gaming media, are connected with the Xbox and the PlayStation, and they just mm. constantly release articles saying that Nintendo's dying and Nintendo. Oh, there's heaps of politics behind it. Yeah, because That's if what you, I mean. if you have a bad marketing strategy, your whole company fucking dies, man. Yeah, Amiga fail. Are they nearly folded because they had a an insanely bad marketing campaign for one of their uh, systems and stuff in the 90s as well. But the system was also shit house. It, it was actually fine. Uh, the Amiga. Really, Amiga was uh, awesome. Really, no, but, but uh, they nearly uh, folded when they released uh, one of their Amigas because their marketing was insane. It's like, uh, like uh, they used um, old school black and white um, images. They didn't know who they were targeting. Like, it was just not, It's easy now because the a market space and and the target um, audience is quite uh, uh, easy but back then it was like 
it was an expensive machine. They didn't know if it was for professionals or for gaming. Yeah, it was. But yeah, basically, I'm saying that the uh, the marketing is with, with any product part and parcel. Of you get that wrong, you're in a, trouble. A, a, a big investment of a system. Yeah. I don't think there was anything better than the Amiga up until about the time that the Super Nintendo came out. That kind of set a new, new benchmark when it came you to home gaming. You think the normal Nintendo was better than the Amiga or the Sega? The, no, the NES? Nah. Yeah. Nah, nah. What, what games were on the Amiga? I'll give you a list. Uh, I think it, it's so many games. Too. In terms of graphics, though, like uh, some of the Amigas were actually better than um, all the other ones, but, but they weren't. It was just uh, too expensive or something, yeah. I just got a message saying well, that. Yeah, that works. It's a personal computer. Is wrong. Yeah. They were all like always super expensive hero systems that no one could afford. Mm-hmm. Like there was the... What do they call the... What was those other ones? I can't even... They had all those street... Uh, those fighting games on them. The Amiga 2 or something? I don't know. No, no. Yeah. Um... I don't know, man. Um, and, and did you guys know that um, the uh, uh, latex suits that don't, the don't do it that don't the do it. Uh, totals oh, weighed Stop it. sixty Stop pounds? It. Why are you doing it? And one of the actors got a claustrophobia. So, do you guys remember the Turbo Graphics? No. No. Never had one. Do you remember? I'll read out some of the, some of the titles. Uh, Worms. That was in '95, though, so that probably would have been okay, around Worms the Amiga mentioned. 2000 time. Um, uh, Another World in '91. Speedball 2 in 1990. And the first Speedball was was pretty crazy. Uh, Secret of Monkey Island in '91. Alien Breed '91. Sensible Soccer '92. Theme Park in '94. These are all PC, PC games. Yeah, though. these are all ports uh, to the Amiga. It's not Amiga-only games, right? They're not. Ex- none of those are Amiga exclusives because they're all on consoles. Yeah, or am I? Uh, so, 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 so. I mean, the Amiga was a personal computer. Yeah, that's what I mean. Uh, it was. Uh, it was just a computer. I can highly recommend a documentary about this on the YouTube a channel called a Retro Ahoy. It was f- fucking amazing about the uh, the Amigas uh, problems and issues and stuff. But I'll post a link right now for you guys. People were, um, yeah, porting console games onto it, like well and truly into the the 2000s into the old Mega 500s and stuff. So there's a lot of like Nintendo games like Mario Kart and stuff like that that you can... So did you guys ever know anyone who had a Neo Geo? No. Did you know about the Neo Geo when it was out? No, but what I do remember is in Chile when I was a kid, this is like way back, right? Yeah. Um, there were some rich kids that lived up the up the road, and they had uh, they had an Amiga, not an Amiga, sorry, an Atari. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember seeing that, and it's weird how 
Hey, you, you, you sort of have some memories from like you're like five years old. That's yeah. one of the ones that I have. Seeing the Atari and that, you know, just blowing me away. Blowing you away, yeah. They had Transformer toys as well. That shit blew me away too. I still have those memories. That's interesting. It's funny the things that... stick in your mind. So can you guys see that? That's the Neo Geo Classic, which is an interesting one because it, you can buy two controllers for it, but it also comes with a built-in screen. The, the, the console comes with a screen and a controller plus two ports on the right and the left that you can plug those control the Neo Geo Classic controllers into. But apparently the problem with it so the Neo Geo looks like Ben. It's yeah. the Neo Geo originally was a thousand dollar console when the Nintendo was a two hundred and Sega was two hundred. It was just it was basically a, a, uh, an arcade level console that had arcade controllers you could buy and everything. Type, someone like Tim Jones, shout out to Tim Jones, would have something like that. Fuck man, I was just going to mention Tim Jones, man. I was nah. literally thinking so he didn't have a Neo Geo. No, but he had that type of shit though. That was his thing. But it was it looked like that. If you he had yeah the the Neo Geo the games it had on it were out of control but they were all basically arcade games. It was an arcade. He had a, chip. an Omega Five Hundred. Uh, he had uh, a, a SNES. Uh, can you explain um who Tim Jones was for people that I don't know? No, nah, if you know, you know. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I just could explain who the fuck he is, man. Shout out to Tim Jones if you're listening. Get in touch. <laughs> We'll get you on He's the podcast just... <laughs> as a special guest. Sega Genesis. Remember the Sega Genesis? Remember we hired one for your birthday, Rafa? Oh, my God. Yes. Back when we uh, you could hire consoles. Genesis? Stores, no. man. Yeah. What year was or that? was it the... It like, would have been the late year 90s. Seven. Year 7. Yeah, so like that? 94 or 5 or something. 94. Yeah. Year 7 was 94. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> no. Was it the... No. The one with the CD, that was a Genesis, wasn't it? Yeah, 16-bit video entertainment system. There was an upgrade yeah. with the CD for it. So the original Genesis... The Genesis was just the Mega Drive. The, no, there's a Sega Genesis. That was a separate one. There was a Sega Mega Drive and then there was a Sega Genesis. The Genesis is the American name for the, for the Mega Drive. It was called the Mega Drive in Australia and then there was the... The Genesis was the name of the CD attachment that you could play like Echo the Dolphin CD on and stuff like that. Because after the Mega Drive was the Dreamcast. Mm. Known as the uh, Mega Drive outside of North America. Okay. Uh, yeah, I've yeah. got a question uh, uh, for all you guys. Uh, what's your... What is the uh, uh, game of your uh, childhood or um, adolescence that is most astrid? That's in, a big question. In kind of like, uh, not the best game, but like are the one that's most evocative, I think. When? You say childhood. Do you mean how I just old? choose one, whatever. Man. No, you have to pick an age bracket. You need to ask a better fucking question. That's a shit question. <laughs> Fuck you. I was just trying to move the that's conversation. That's Spielberg of questions. something a lot more I mean, interesting and relatable for the audience. Yeah, Into dude. like a tech uh, question, which is interesting for us. And I like, congratulate you. I congratulate you for doing that. But also, give me a, a time bracket because... What am I meant to say between the ages of five and ten? Ten and fifteen. When you think about computer games and and your childhood, uh, the first game that comes to mind. Fifteen games come to mind. Are you talking ninety one, ninety five, ninety seven, two thousand? When are you talking about? In the nineties, yeah. Until it's stick. Between ninety and ninety nine. To the nineties, yeah. Let's say high school. Let's start with high school. Yeah, I'm talking about. 
I, I'm interested in kind of stories, emotional connection stories. Like it doesn't matter about the game, oh. but like evocative things. Like Edjo, you saying that we hired uh, that system has like. I haven't thought about that in fucking uh, decades, man, but it's, yeah. And do you guys have any interesting stories about uh, games and... PC or console? It doesn't matter. It definitely matters, for me, dude. For me, it would have to be Doom or Half-Life. Yeah. Hmm. But those are two different generations. They're four or five years apart. They are two different so you... generations, but, but in, t- right. in terms of stories, because it's more about the stories, I remember playing it with yeah. Joe and stuff. Yeah. And... All right, I'll give you guys a hand. So for me, for high school... June 2. <laughs> College, yeah. Half-Life. Yeah. Uni, Counter-Strike. <laughs> When's Command and Conquer oh, wow. fit into that, Joe? When does Red Alert fit into that? Because I know you played Red Alert until the cows came home. Yeah, but if I had to pick Quake, one game, it would Quake be those. Two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I had to pick one game, it would be see, those titles. See, they I, were good games. They were great games. But I've got Nintendo and PC. So... I had all the Zelda games on the side and I got Banjo-Kazooie and I had fucking Goldeneye. Like, how mm. does Goldeneye fit into that? I remember watching you, you play Goldeneye at your house, man, and stuff, yeah. But Perfect Dark, Time Splitters. Like, Perfect Dark, think, yeah. yeah, the, yeah. For, like, for me, Banjo-Kazooie was definitely one oh. of the, the ones that I loved. I still love that game so much. One time when I was in America on a weekend when I was staying at someone's house and it was kind of... They had a, a Nintendo 64 they'd borrowed and they were away at a wedding somewhere. So I was just there by myself and I hired, well, I bought a secondhand copy of Banjo-Kazooie and just completed it in 10 hours because I knew where everything was and just played the whole game through. It was one of the best video gaming experiences. But I also did a similar thing a couple of years. No, it was that same time I was living in America. I was at a different in a different town, similar situation, nothing to do for a weekend and someone had an old original Nintendo and I completed Zelda 2 Link's Awakening in 10 hours and that still holds up as one of the greatest games of all time. Still very playable. If you've got a retro, like Joe, you've got Nintendo Online now. Zelda 2 is one of the greatest platformers of all time. I was actually looking at the titles that were available and brought back some memories. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, do you have any stories, uh, Joe, of like an experience uh, with a particular game? I can remember... Well, what did we used to play? We used to play Duke yes. Nukem, right? Jack? I just remembered something. We did. We did play Duke Nukem. I yeah. just remembered when... Um, uh, remember we managed to get a copy of Mortal Kombat on the PC and it was locked with a password? That's right. Yeah. And, and we, we didn't know what the password... Yeah. And then I think you oh entered my... the name of the chick that you had the, a crush oh on in high school God. and it fucking worked. What the fuck? I totally remember that. You just fucking... Yeah. That is uh, insane. Uh, the... That was fucking freaky, man, because it was like, it actually uh, <laughs> legit actually worked. Fuck, that's that's hilarious, man, yeah. And then I remember you, Alf, in your in your, your typical detailed and, and studious ways, you you bloody documented all the moves and stuff for um uh for the oh, yeah. for all the different it's characters crazy. in it. Yeah. And you had your little fucking cheat sheets and shit. <laughs> yeah. <definitely. laughs> oh, that was awesome. Remember, like a copyright and protection, man, that's it's interesting yeah. now that it's all like uh, serial keys now, but it used to be a bit more creative back then as well. Game manuals, puzzles and stuff that you could only... Yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Used to have to look for the page number, then the the little symbol that appeared on that page. Yeah, so, so there's that, Rafa, and and then like going on crazy runs of June 2. Yeah. I remember playing uh, when my brother was having a, a house party in high school and stuff. 
and my parents were away uh, for a whole weekend. I, I literally played fucking Gen 2 for like 10 hours straight, and I felt uh, physically sick those, afterwards. Those marathons, I was like, man. I was those so marathons, up. playing was Zelda best, for, yeah. for nine hours, playing Fuck, all these yeah. games. It was just... Yeah. Um, my, my dog Gorman has been quite sick. Just for the listeners, my dog Gorman been quite sick. So I've just been sitting on the couch with him, with him sleeping kind of on my lap. And I had nothing else to do except listening to other podcasts and playing Breath of the Wild, Zelda. And I've completed the game, so I'm just collecting stuff. And it is so fucking amazing just sitting there for five or six hours with a dog who's, who's recovering from being sick, sitting, sleeping there. And you're just playing this kind of zen-like video game, running around. It's, mm. it's fucking insane. Joe, you've got to get Breath of the Wild. It's so fucking good. I feel like oh. it's like six games in one. It's amazing. I think I'll probably get that when I go on my next holiday. Yeah. Because when I when when you told me to get the the switch and um, uh, the bloody turn based game, yeah, rabbits. Rabbits. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then I finished that when I was in Thailand. <clears throat> yeah. Except for the Donkey Kong bit, because I didn't know I had it. Anyway. Oh wait, Joe, oh, you yeah, playing? There was a, yeah. Are you playing video games while you were in Thailand overseas on holiday? Yes. Yes. The whole point of that holiday is to sit around and do nothing. And that's exactly what I did. So I just yeah, nice. sat in by the pool and played my Switch. It was, it was a hell of a holiday, dude. Nice. nice. I, can count the, I, I can count the number of times where I've literally just sat down and, and had to do just fuck all. And that was one of them. Yeah, nice. Uh, what are you pointing at the camera, Chris? That's, uh... So I've got a... A, a Super Nintendo Classic controller where I'm wearing that as a necklace and the the bottom of it, oh. the, the adapter for it is actually the same adapter that plugs into the bottom of Wii remotes. So you can use it to play on the Wii U <laughs> or the Wii. Yeah. Oh, man. <clears throat> Everyone's pointing things at the cameras. Put it away. Put it away. I had a mug. Stick. Alf, have you got like a interesting story about um, any game or something from the past? Alf, 91, what was your best game in 91? Counter-Strike, Counter-Strike, Counter-Strike. How, how am I going to... I mean, Counter-Strike, yeah, Counter-Strike, definitely. But Counter-Strike. Counter-Strike led to, I think, what was my most memorable um, gaming experience, which was Day of Defeat. What's Day of Defeat? I think I think I think of that time. It was a World War Two game. What year was Using that? Using the Counter-Strike engine, or the Using sorry, Half-Life the, engine. The Half-Life Source engine. Yeah. Oh, it was actually before Source even. Isn't uh, Counter-Strike we... a Half-Life mod anyway? It was. Yeah. A, it was yeah. a Half-Life mod, yeah. Okay. But then it became its own game. Yeah. And then from that, um, I, I think around the same time, I think. Um, was it 1.6 or version 2 of Counter-Strike? That, or 1.8 or something? That Day of Defeat started coming out? 1.3. 1.3. 1.3, okay. Yeah. Yep. So Alpha, Alpha was, was a sniper. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love, love sniping. <laughs> and it was great because it, it was like a... It was still being built. It was like a beta. Yeah. And you could find all the exploits on the map. So like there'd be these little loose... <laughs> brushes that you could hide in. Are you going to say loose women? <laughs> loose. Well, what they call brushes, like textures that were just sitting there and then you could go on top of them and then no one could see and you could 
sniper. I would say you operate so like good. a sniper sometimes in this podcast as well, where you sit back and then you just go pew, pew, and like take things out I do from that. the distance. That's, that's, that's my modus operandi. Your life is that of a sniper. I am a sniper. What, what about you, Rafa? I can think of a couple. Come Again definitely... comes to mind. <laughs> oh man, Come Again, I just watched um, a props again to this YouTube channel called A Retro Ahoy. Oh, don't done give anyone else any credit. Don't give anyone else any credit. Uh, Fuck you. And I've done a docker on fucking Carmageddon, man. Shout and out. And I was like, that was, that was so many fucking memories, man. Um, See, that's why you can't say one game. What about Carmageddon, yeah, Grand Theft Auto 2? It's going to be know? June 2 and kind of Grand Theft Auto 1. But uh, like June 2 was like an amazing experience. But I think I've got a memory of actually waking up in my parents' house. Wow. I'm early. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Early on weekend mornings and uh, uh, going into the computer room and kind of turning it on, like uh, DOS is loading up, takes yeah. fucking five minutes, it's fucking freezing. And then... And you then were 28 I got, years old. <laughs> <laughs> it was like last year now. And, um, <laughs> and like loading up fucking Wolfenstein 3D yeah, and, and fucking waiting. It took fucking ages to load, but just spending hours on a Wolf 3D oh, man. Waking yeah. up early on a Saturday morning to play Nintendo, that was the sh- to play video games. You get up mm. at six, five thirty, six o'clock in the morning, mm. and like coming from a family with five kids, I would get up at five thirty and play <laughs> Zelda for two hours before anyone else woke up because yeah. you couldn't get a go yeah. unless you were playing a multiplayer game. Even then, that's two out of the five people. Like it's yep. it's crazy when you don't have a PC that's got games on it mm. at all, and you just have a Nintendo. I remember watching my brother uh, play games. Like we'd have to take uh, turns and stuff, but it was. I remember I'm watching at, your brother play games too. <laughs> it, it was I'm, I'm as enjoyable watching him play fucking Privateer, like Wing Commander Privateer, for fucking ages as well. Dude, Wing Commander was so good. Yeah. Oh, how good was Mech Warrior Two? None. Uh, I never dug that one, man. It was the same as as X Wing. X Wing was a mod, basically. It used the same engine as as, as Mech Warrior. They just converted it to a Star Wars game. You know that whole distance mm. thing, how there's like twenty different keys and you'd lock onto things and all that. That mm. was like a three D mod of the Mech Warrior Mech Warrior engine. Joe, did you play Mech Warrior too? Uh, only at your house. Oh fuck! My computer was, was too shit to run it. Yeah, that's right. There were heaps of games where. Because your, your old computer was so slow it had a foot pedal. Like a sewing machine. It was a 386. With two megabytes of RAM. Yeah, upgraded to four. <laughs> I do remember like uh, coming to school and kind of sharing like... Viruses? Like, uh, exactly, yeah. Like shareware games and shit and kind of... Yeah, dude. All these, uh, Spreading diseases. Yeah. Remember, remember sharing your biases. One half. <laughs> sharing your biases. Oh, the one half virus. The one half virus. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, the one half virus. That's the best. Fuck. That's Do you know the oh, worst man. experience, which is also the best experience of computers and video games that I can remember right now? What? It's Joe. It's remember in the middle of winter with no oh. heating on, sitting in your lounge room, in your family room. <laughs> Not the lounge in the family room. Staring at that painting on the wall, the one where there was like a lake with a little bridge, and the bridge was drawn really with a really fine light. Everything it was really detailed, yep. except this bridge was drawn like this, just like yep. a line. While Windows ninety five tried to install <laughs> on your fucking two eight six. Yep. And oh, it took three eight six. Come on. Eight hours. Bad. Eight <laughs> hours to install, and then it didn't work. 
and we just uninstalled it. Watching Even the percentages was... go up every fifteen minutes, it would go up a percentage. A percentage. Windows ninety five was was a big thing, man. It was super exciting. It was almost it was almost like like gaming. Installing this, you know, next generation operating system that you know un- unlocked all of these multimedia features and additional functionality and yeah, stuff like, like that. Yeah, like Weezer with that fucking Buddy Holly song that was came yeah. standard with Windows ninety five. Yeah. Oh, what the fuck? I don't that fucking clip. And you could, I remember when they launched Windows ninety five and and people lined up outside of Harvey Norman to buy it like overnight. <laughs> You could either buy it on CD or you could buy it on on disc. Like twenty eight floppy disks. Like, it was like yeah, like twelve or twenty discs or something. There was twenty eight. Twenty eight. Twenty eight floppy. Yeah, it was they were they were really <laughs> big. They were fucking so <laughs> small those floppy disks, dude. It was what at one point. One point two five megabytes. Yeah, one point four four. I think. Well, it was. and yeah. to think about it, we thought it was huge that Windows ninety five took up nine eighty nine megabytes on the hard drive. Because I had a 1.2 gig hard drive, and we thought that was ridiculous. How big that was, Joe? Mm-hmm. Your hard drive was 240 meg. Yes, it was. It originally came with 80, and then I and that I upgraded an upgrade. it. To, you upgraded yeah. to 240, which was originally 256, but you could only use 238 of it or whatever. So we called it the 240. Fucking hell! Gen two in year five mm-hmm. on your fucking, <laughs> fucking your two, computer in Fiasci Street, Joe. In, shout out to people who know what Fiasci Street is. Probably Rod's the only one else who fucking knows that. You remember we went bike riding and then came back and played Dune 2 and I'd never even fucking heard of it before. And you would do something and then he'd put, wait for five seconds for the, for the screen to react. It wasn't that bad. The, the only thing that... Um, it the was the last were... level. The yeah. last level killed it. Uh, the, yeah. the, even the second last level wasn't all that great, but the last level just killed it. Seven, eight, nine were a real struggle. Dune oh, was Conan? Re- no, not Dune, yeah. sorry. Doom. Doom, I had to play on the smaller screen. This tiny yeah, like little screen. Yeah, <laughs> 320 by screen. 240 or something. Yeah. yeah. I remember walking into a shop in a Belcon Mall on the uh, top level, like in the 90s. It was a computer store and they were running a, a, a Quake and it was the first time I fucking saw it and it was a, it was a beast of a system. It was... I was blown away by the smoothness of the graphics because I was used to playing Dune, uh, Doom and Wolfenstein in in the fucking in low res, not screen. high res. Yeah, and I was like, "This yeah, is insane!" Yeah. It's like it, it was like a whole new thing, man. Yeah. Well, the big difference with Quake to Doom was that Quake had a um, you could look up and down. It was an actual three yeah. D yeah, game, whereas right. Doom was actually a two dimensional game, which was yeah. essentially yeah. an illusion. And we used to run Doom at such a high resolution on my computer that Quake always looked like shit to me. It never looked good until Quake 2 because they mm. all they had to take a step backwards in color and resolution. The same computer, playing Quake on the same system that you played Doom on, Doom actually looked better, but Quake mm. was a full three-dimensional world. Fuck, you guys have to watch the... A full one-hour docos um, on these games on this channel, man. It's fucking amazing. What, so it's on YouTube, is it? Yeah, so just uh, search for Retro Ahoy. It's a guy called Stuart. He's British. Uh, and it's a one person. And he makes these insanely detailed, mm. really good doc- uh, documentaries about um, all of this, man. I think I might have seen the Donkey Kong Country. It might not be him, but I watched the Donkey Kong Country one recently. There was like yeah. an hour or two long. <gasps> Donkey Kong Country was so fucking insane. It's, yeah, like, uh, so Retro uh, Ahoy is f- fucking amazing. Like, in this last week, I've spent, like, eight hours watching 
Um, he's a doctor. His man is fucking mad. Uh, but there's one on Doom, and there's one on uh, uh, I saw Quake one the other and day stuff. Yeah, there's about uh, interesting stuff, man. About Doom and Quake and all that. All right. The history of that. I'm now subscribed, is, but yeah, I can it see is a funny lot of though, mm. yeah, go on. things that um, I want to watch. He's got a lot of stuff. His recent stuff has been on his uh, uh, doing docos on specific uh, weapons uh, within first-person shooters and kind of the history of each weapon. Uh, but that stuff is not that interesting for me. But he's got a, re- a retrospective and the docos on a lot of uh, like '90s games. But it's he goes fucking deep as man, and it's really uh, it was it was retro the one that I saw. Yeah, cool. Mm. Yeah, on Quake. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. Oh, wow. You guys know it's someone's really using the latest Unreal Engine to rebuild GoldenEye. There's GoldenEye 25. Oh, wow. Look it up, GoldenEye 25. It looks so fucking crazy because we know all the levels. And it's just the exact same levels, but they're mm. done with the Unreal Engine. Looks so good. So it is funny thinking about the first-person shooters because Doom was amazing. Wolfenstein was great. Doom was amazing. Quake was amazing. But then GoldenEye, with its ability to like shoot someone in the arm and then drop their gun... And mm. like the mission objectives and all that completely changed what first person shooters were about. Yeah, it did. And I remember um, for me, Half Life was a very interesting uh, transition. It's more storytelling first person shooter. Well, that was the next yes. step. Yeah, yeah, after Goldeneye, yeah. then they did. Yeah. Then Half Life came out, and mad, yeah. it really set Doom and Quake back into being these very much arcade level interactions that weren't objective based. Mm. Raph, I don't know if you remember the first time we played Half-Life, but I'm pretty sure <laughs> it was at my house after school. So this is when we were at Hawker College. Yeah. And I managed to get my hands on a copy of it. And um, I was running it on my machine and then you got onto it. And, and this is probably the only time when I can, I can actually think back. And yeah, you, you, you went silent. Like you, you, were, you were so blown away by it all that you had nothing to say. <laughs> oh, man, fuck and then I gave you a copy and you took it home. <clears throat> I don't specifically uh, remember that, but um, in my memory, yeah, like uh, uh, going to your house and experiencing kind of new games is a big thing. And yeah, uh, you and Chris and stuff, yeah, because uh, my parents just had like a normal um, um, IBM computer and we never had any uh, consoles and stuff as well, but... Um, I did not know that I experienced Half Life at first at your at your house, man. That's interesting because it takes so long. Like at the introduction at the Half Life mm. is a very strategically done yeah. uh, to kind of a place. Black Mesa. It, yeah, in a very different a ball game. You know, it, it's a lot more storytelling mm. than the insane action of all the other ones. Yeah. I've actually never played um, Half-Life a, a 2, but I've heard it's it's like really good as well. Like It's it's, yeah. it's really good. Yeah. yeah, It's a really good game, yeah, but much. it wasn't as innovative. Like It wasn't what the first one was. The first yeah. one was like a step in the, a new direction for PC first-person shooters. Yeah. Half-Life 2 was just better graphics and slightly bigger world. It was just the same thing with a newer system, basically, in like really good graphics and it looks amazing and it's good, but mm. other games had done that and done that slightly better at the time, so it was just a cool story and good world. If that makes sense. Uh, uh, for some reason, that uh, uh, reminds me that uh, like John Carmack or something is working for um, o- um, Oculus Rift or something now? Or working one of with the them. Yeah. Working, yeah, in, yeah, he's working with yeah, them. Yeah. Yeah. 
it was funny actually when he was on Rogan recently he was talking about the fact that right now they already have to build in um, code for um, electrons jumping between um, circuit boards because they're getting so small and that we're going to reach a point fairly uh-huh. soon where computer chips unless they develop a new way of doing computing won't be able to get faster like it's on the horizon already. Yeah, there is a limit. Where uh, there's a limit. Yeah. And until they think of a new way yeah. of doing computing, which no one has thought of yet and no one has even conceived of yet, mm. there will be a, a limit to what can actually be done. So this whole, the whole thing where people go, oh, we could be in a simulation. A computer could simulate our whole world. It's like, well, <laughs> computers aren't fast enough right now to simulate even a pond, the amount of like molecules of water and biology that live in a, po- a single pond. Uh, no computer on earth it, can actually simulate that yet. It all depends on your perspective. Like, it probably uh, could for one person, but, but, but like... No, it couldn't. Uh, not for everyone. How, how could it? For there, there's too much going on. I think people <laughs> underestimate what's going on in the world. There is, like, it's like that thing. They go, there is an equation that can represent the entire universe. And it's like, yeah, it is, there is, but it's a three-dimensional equation and it is the universe. And it plays out in real time in the universe. <laughs> like, that's the equation. It's a three-dimensional model. That's what the equation looks like, mm-hmm. and it's a universe. Like people will underestimate how many atoms have to interact for any but one thing to happen. I think we're just talking about our, <clears throat> in terms of like replicating our. I think we. I was talking about just uh, the visual experience, not the um, um, haptic feedback or anything. It's just the visual, uh, the look, man. That's all. No one's talking about that. They're talking about a whole immersive experience where you can't tell the difference between that and real life, and that's why it's an immersive thing isn't it uh, when people go oh we could be in a simulation they're not saying we could be in a simulation because i can't feel or think or do anything i can just see stuff yeah i i think i'm speaking about just the a replication of our, our visual sense i think that it could be maybe a replicated by a computer but well yeah but that's complete so, yeah. that's the opposite of what i'm saying almost mm. I'm saying like the whole idea of simulating a planet, let alone a universe or anything is with current computing techniques actually impossible and really well, naive it, for it's people to say. It's the same proposition because we don't know what fucking consciousness I'm even is, man. Like that's not, it is no quantifiable. I don't know. That, I, I don't yeah. think it's even a, like about consciousness at all. So it's more about the, what resolution you're looking at. You know, how mm. what, what kind of resolution you're... How, how deep are you going into it? Well, you're going but into I, 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 interactive I do, reality. I do, I do agree yeah. with you. I do agree with you, having said that, that it wouldn't be possible to... No, not at all. And not even for simulate. one person, let alone a room with like 30 insects in it. It would be impossible to generate a, a real-time, actual approximation of the atoms that interact in that in a scientific sense. So the whole thing where someone like Elon Musk goes, well, statistically, we're probably uh, in a simulation. It's like, well, statistically, we're not at all because you can't even justify the, the concept that a simulation could exist. Mm. It's very science fiction and it's it, very stupid it, that people it, don't address it any of the tells issues. More about, it, it, it tells you more about our current society's perceptions about reality than anything else, man. I think it's more about the way that he thinks. Well, I think he's... It's more about the way he thinks. He's, he's a show-off and a salesman. Yeah, there's and a lot of people in the world a lot smarter than him. Well. I think he's smart enough to pretend that he's the smartest person in the room and convince people of it. I don't know. Um, I, I, did you guys know that 
leaping fight scenes for a teenage mutant. Hey, mutant stop it. Was hey, 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 I'm actually editing up. out all of the... No, you're not going to edit I'm editing out all of the Ninja Turtles info. <laughs> I, I, I am. We've already... I've we've got, got lots it. more, man. I've got lots so, more, don't You're just reading stuff off the internet about Ninja Turtles when we're doing a whole podcast about it later. That's like me going back and re-editing last week's episode and adding in se- segments from this episode into last week's episode. Yeah, you could actually do that. Question. Just like pause the movie strange. and then put five minutes of this over the top. Question, question. Which of you guys played Sierra titles? Like Police Quest, King's yes. Quest? A Space Quest I played a couple of times. Leisure Suit Larry, Roger no. Wilco. Yeah, Space Quest. All of us who had a PC... They were very yeah. early PC, yeah. And the problem with it was that it was actually quite hard if you didn't know a specific way to click or kind of what to type as well. I remember getting yeah. stuck a lot in uh, Space Quest. It was if cool, but it was the, just fucking hard. If you didn't have the full manual, it was a fucking nightmare playing those mm. games. And if you had a pirated version, forget about it, because half the time they stopped working halfway through. Yeah. I remember I used to buy like magazines that used to yeah. walk you through a level. Yes. Oh. Fucking video game magazines that actually that. told you yeah. how to finish. Shareware. Games. Mm. Discs. Oh, like, shareware that, discs. That's even like yeah before even shareware. I think it was because I used to buy magazines just to get past a level. That was classic. So many games were so badly made that levels would just you wouldn't know what to do unless you'd had someone tell you'd you. You'd get stuck. Yeah. Yeah. Joe, favorite game, 91, go. 91. Probably Punch-Out, maybe? Yeah. Yeah, probably Punch-Out. Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. Do you remember your dad bought a copy for you? Was that how it happened? He Uh, came home with it? Yeah, it was like six months' salary. Because they were $400 for a Nintendo back then. It was like a $190 game or something like that. $80, $90 game. $80 game, $400 console. Think about that in terms of inflation. It's outrageous. It's outrageous. If if consoles had gone up like real estate, they would cost five grand right now. (laughs) Ah, that mess. That was a beautiful machine. What did you end up doing with that? Uh, It broke. Well, I lent it to Hong An. I lent it to her little brother. Yeah, yeah. Um, my brother-in-law, who's obviously now not little, he's a grown man. But um, uh, I think after a while, it just it just stopped working. All the you and know how the just games just, just get corrupted. I think they did. Yeah. 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 And you never had a Super Nintendo after that. You sort of focused on PC gaming until you got a PlayStation Two. Really? Pretty much. That's that's exactly right. So. You saw well, Gran Turismo four, three, four. Gran Turismo. GT4, I think it would have been. So I, as as soon as I started working, saved up some money, bought myself a PS2 and bought Gran Turismo. And I remember I used to, when I used to do the endurance races, I'd, you know, race for a couple of hours and then I'd pause it and just leave the PlayStation on and then come back the next day and continue. It was, yeah. Do you remember what we did as soon as I saw what that game was? Because you had it for a few months and we, we were, I was quite busy with basketball and there was holidays and different shit going on. And you'd played it a lot. And then I came over and we started playing two-player and we got the fastest car in that game and the slowest little car in that game, like the heaviest fast car and had it rammed into the (laughs) slowest little car going in the same direction. And it sent this little truck, that little (laughs) 
600 kilo truck <laughs> was going in reverse at 420 kilometers an hour. <laughs> that was it funny. Was that was on the on the speed ring track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh god. Some of those games were funner. Like the funnest things you could do is try and like break the physics of them and the reality of them. Who remembers the first time they played Mario Kart on the Super Nintendo? Where was that? I would Might have been at your house. At your house, man. I think that's, yeah. So my next door neighbors, the Dixons, shout out to Josh, Simon, Ben, if you're listening, probably not listening, or <laughs> Kathleen or Megan. Um, I had gone over there for some reason. I can't remember why. And Simon Dixon was playing, who was in the grade, he was in Rod's grade. So three years older than us was uh, playing, they had borrowed a Super Nintendo off one of their friends who'd gone out of town or gone overseas. And he was playing Mario Kart and we played a bit of who? two player. Simon Dixon. They had borrowed a oh, okay. Super Nintendo. And I, we only had a normal Nintendo at the time. And I sat down with him and we played a couple, played for about 20, 30 minutes. Wasn't and that McClendon's no, SNES? No, 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 no. I think it was. At the Dixon's? No, no, didn't he borrow it off him? Because remember, we all went to San Francis together. Yeah, I thought he might have borrowed it off another family they knew who had moved, who'd gone back to America for six months. Okay. What you're saying sounds familiar, but I don't think that was the one. I know they had one as well. Anyway, the point was I played it and then I played for another half hour and then he had to go out somewhere. (laughs) And so I stopped playing by myself in someone else's house. It was that good a game. But then, yeah, we got a Super Nintendo a couple of years later and you guys, we would come over and play it a lot. And then I would play a lot with Josh Dixon, would come over and we would marathon for ages. Or we'd play Versus for ages. We were talking about game magazines and I remember game magazines would always play into the whole rivalry between Sonic the Hedgehog and Mario. Yeah. The whole Nintendo versus Sega thing. Yeah. Yeah. And you were, you were only ever like one, one or the other. You belonged to one camp or the other because most people couldn't afford more than one console. It's like north side, south side in Canberra, man. It's yeah, for one sure. Or the other, man. Right. Joe, did you ever listen to that Scroobius Pip song I sent you <clears throat> where he was talking about that? No. Um, I'll send you guys a copy of it afterwards where it's, he's rapping. It's like a rap, He's a British rapper and he's rapping about the Super Nintendo versus Sega Genesis. And the lyrics were just pretty funny and pretty interesting. Bit retro. So put, put the link up. Alf, you need to start putting up episode notes up or just brief ones and links and shit on the Facebook page like you were doing before. That was good. Sure thing. <laughs> I'll get back to that. The um, Remember I mentioned Stop before being, how something I was... passive-aggressive, Alf. <laughs> yeah, I reckon. G- guys, Fucking check hell. out... Fucking hell. Check out Wargame. Wargame Red Dragon on the PC. Wargame Red Dragon. So this looks like a Command and Conquer Generals type game, but but based more on realism. And it looks nuts. I think I'm going to have to give this a go because it looks amazing. I recommend so you, can you guys... Get like a 1080p out, yeah. what? UHF. What the hell? Are you sharing the screen? Cool? What are you doing? Okay, yep. Can you say that? Yeah, Sonic. You can get Sonic for the Switch now as well. Like a new one yeah, that just came out. Sonic comes out it's on everything these good. days, yeah. It's pretty cute. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm watching Wargame right now and it, it looks looks insane. 
Have you guys seen it yet? You seen it? No, I, I haven't it, seen yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Skyroads, Rafa. Is yeah, that, did you just bring stop, that up? I'm trying to stop uh, uh, Chris sharing his screen and then sharing Skyroads. So go. I downloaded a game onto my Switch about maybe a month ago. Uh, yeah. It costs like $2, but it, it's basically Skyroads, but with 80s synthwave type music in the background and a lot of, you know, pink and yellow and you know, those sort of hyper colours. I um, remember... Next time you're over, I'll, I'll have to show it to you. I introduced Skyroads to um, all of my cousins and, and nieces and nephews. It's an excellent and stuff, game. It, it's fucking hilarious, man, yeah. yeah. Shout out it's to Raph's cousins. Game. I know you're all listening. Uh, Chris, I'm withdrawing your uh, co-host uh, permissions, so you can't do that anymore. <laughs> can't do what? I'll share your screen. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Why did you do that? You've been banned. I don't think I did that. I've, yeah. Did you who's, actually do who's that? Who's seeing this war game thing? Who's I'm seeing war game I'm right watching now? it no. now. I'm watching it now. It looks pretty good. How good does it look? Pretty good. I don't know how it plays though. I'd have to have a look at a. It, no, it plays how it looks. At a video. It plays how it looks. Uh, it plays how it looks. Out. Stop being passive aggressive. <laughs> hey, hey, Joe. Did you end up playing that Mars game? What, what was it called? Um, no, the one where you build your own colony. Yeah, yeah. Surviving uh, Mars. I haven't gotten around to that one. Oh, it's so good. I, I think you'd enjoy it. I because I, I it was the choice of getting that or Rise of Industry, and I got Rise of Industry. You know, Surviving Mars was free on Epic a couple of weeks ago. Thank you for letting me know. I'm sure I did. Jesus, like, Alf. No, you said No No Man's Sky was was like twenty I did, bucks. Or I did send you a yeah. I did send you that? But I'm sure I told you about Surviving Mars. No, you didn't. Well, hey guys, I wouldn't have it if it was know. free. <clears throat> look at mm. this for a second. It's so insane. No. Just look at that. I want to look at it. In Breath of the Wild, this guy's taken a fucking... He found a dragon and he fucking <laughs> tagged look onto it. Look at the size of a, that a, thing. A minecart. Chris, we can't see it. It's like so like fucking laggy, man. Yeah. 10 frames per second. Yeah. Can you see it though? I mean, we can see it, but... So this guy's taken a minecart and he's just te- he's, he's using it to fly... Which you're not meant to be able to do. It's just a bug in the game. You, I, I presume that game doesn't have multiplayer, Chris. No, no. It'd be good if it did. Imagine if it did. How good? How good would it be? It would be out of control if you could play. So, what technically? What do we need to do? Jesus, look at that. <laughs> um, what do we need to do if we wanted to set up a Twitch stream where we would play multiplayer Switch games or something like that? Well, those who don't have switches would have to get switches. Okay, I... Yes. <laughs> those who don't have PCs would have to get PCs. So people who didn't have equipment would have to get equipment. Well, then it, yes. Thanks. So what You're technical today, requirements... Al. What we have... <laughs> this is... This fucking passive-aggressive sniping oh, no. isn't going to fucking stand, dude. This isn't Counter-Strike now. This isn't Counter-Strike. All right, so what would we... we, None of us actually... We don't don't have a a common set of platforms here that we can... I've I've got my own Twitch account, which 
which I can... Having a Twitch account is not what I'm talking about. But you would need a Twitch account to stream on Twitch. I'm talking about what technical requirements would we all need individually from a technology perspective. If you're playing on console, you're going to need a way to transfer what you're playing on console, any, any console, to the computer on which your your um what would that way Twitch be account. so that it would depends be on the game something though, like right? an El, no. like elgato no no something like an uh like a hd capture card like a hdmi How much capture they card. Cost? don't no but the apps do it like the, the playstation has that built-in software into it playstation does but yeah. what about the switch i don't know about the switch all right let's find out how to broadcast switch or if it's way cheaper than doing it with the PS4, I'm just wondering what the the minimum investment we would all need to make to have a switch a Twitch stream that would have all four of us broadcasting both our screens and our our game. Or is but, my internet too slow? Uh, what would we play as well? Because we do, uh, we play a fucking online game right now. Like it doesn't. It's about what four play game would we want to play? Is the question. Passive aggression would be one. If if you want to get it like a capture kit, you're looking at around three hundred bucks. You don't look. According to Google, it says you just download Twitch onto your Switch and you can live stream. That's off. That's off a Switch though. This PlayStation can do the same thing. I don't think anyone here is going to buy an Xbox. No, PC. Fuck Xbox, dude. I already have one. But Xbox is the Steven Spielberg of consoles. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> <clears throat> um, but but like. I do you know how many more live streaming options people have in the last couple of months because uh, of quarantine? Like, there's yeah. everyone's doing live streams. This, like, yeah, it's insane. Yeah. It's it's doable, but it doesn't even need to be but live streamed. We can just bro- put it on YouTube. We can just record it and put it on YouTube. Yeah. But also, uh, everyone, quickly check your recording to make sure your audio is fucking recording. <clears throat> yeah. All good. Alf, don't Alf stop the passive of aggression. Of course it is. Oi, oi, fucking stop it. Oi, cunt. You. You. Oi, cunt. Fucking stop it. How long have we we been recording for? 22 minutes. Uh, An hour and... 22 22 minutes. minutes. After all the edits, 22 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) After I cut everything you you pieces of shit have said. Speak deep edits. um, 22 minutes. uh, Did you know that? I do have to go very soon. But are we going to make a decision or not? About what? About about, uh, live streaming a game over a podcast. We need, we're definitely going to do it. We just need to find out what the technology requirement is and then work out how we can, if we can all afford it. And then once we've bought it, we need to work out how to actually do it. But it's going to be a four player game. Like, uh, what are the four player games There's out there? Heaps of four player games. Uh, uh, give me some time to work. I would suggest, are they? I would suggest the four of us playing co op Mario Maker four player on generated levels that other people have made. What about. Because that's four-player platforming. Do you remember that, Raph? Playing that on the projector when you and me and Ben were throwing each other down the holes? No, I don't what remember. What about... Um... Four... Oh, fuck you. <laughs> How do you forget that? Mario Soccer. How good was that? StarCraft. StarCraft is... Oh, StarCraft cross, would be Cross-platform. Cool, can we play StarCraft four on, like four-player on one you map? You can. Against you each can other? on one map against each other. Um, and it's cross-platform, which means because we've got a combination of PC and Mac OS. Um, so someone email the requirements for that and we'll talk through that while we play it. And so I will fucking that, smash you And guys. we could do that and also 
obviously record the. I've, uh, I'm going to record everyone's screen so we can see everyone's um, home screen. Well, we don't have to be able to see that though, but someone yeah. else needs to be able to see it in the final version. I would just record your screen and then we uh, put them all together. That's yeah. that's where the capture yeah. card yeah. comes so in. So when we're doing yeah. that. Oh my god! Can you guys imagine the shit I'm gonna do? I'm gonna just like send the stupidest fucking, <laughs> fucking armies to one person's base that will cripple myself, but just destroy them, like blowing up a a, a building that can't be reproduced or they can't afford uh, to I reproduce. I feel like we should do that with uh, one of the uh, later mods of a June two. That, is there a multiplayer uh, June two thing where we're all four of us can play I'm against each sure other? I'm sure that there is. Yep, that there's uh, someone's made it. Maybe June 2000, I don't know which one it is, but yeah. Whatever one, June 2000 probably, because be, that's way more user-friendly and way more stable. Yeah. Um, All right, so... June 2000 Starcraft. already had online multiplayer in it. I used to play that on the internet. That would be good too, actually. But StarCraft Remastered is $21.95 Australian oh, dollars from Actually, hold on, US. fuck. On uh, the App Store, Joe? Uh, can we also play fucking Talisman, a digital edition? As a fucking podcast, that'd be fucking dope. <laughs> is that a browser game? Because that's the other option. We could do browser games. It's it's on Steam, uh, but it's it's uh, it's fucking Talisman, a, a, a digital edition, man. It'd be fucking mad. Uh, 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 I can even do that actually without podcasting, yeah. but I think it'd be a funny recording our interaction. That's a super good without podcasting. Um, multiplayer games you can play. You guys want to have a phone which... call? play the game well they're like relaxing the quarantine laws in the ACT no they're I think not for, yeah they are yeah not after ha what happened in Germany in World War 2 and dude I just got a text <laughs> message from uh, Andrew um, Ultra Williams have a look at that shit I can't I've been see that. him we today. Can't see it's all tree. Look at that. Two messages. It says nothing, dude. You held it up. It said, and it was blurry. It said two messages. And then it went black. I was texting him with him earlier oh my today. God. We're talking about Wu Tang. He's a beautiful boy. He's Shout sent out to me a, a pitchfork, a link to something. But shout out to all tree. Yeah. Are we starting Ninja Turtles now? Is everyone ready to start Ninja Turtles now that Joe's leaving? <laughs> I am. Yep. Raf, Raf, are you ready? Oh, I was ready. Uh, I've got all my fucking notes ready, man. Yeah, I've got fucking heaps. Or well, Joe, do you really want to do it next Let's week? Do it, Joe. Yeah, I, I can't now, man. And no, but are you do... keen on doing it next week? Or if we just went on and recorded another hour and a half movie? No, nah, let's do it next week with Joe. Because yeah. he hasn't seen it. I'm just teasing. I've got to I'm see it. Because we could right. do it and then do it again. So maybe maybe we're gonna to need to think about it about what games. Sorry, I'll, I'll change the subject. I wasn't talking about the movie. Talking about no, the no, games. no, that's fine. Yeah. Um, no, no, that's um, I think we definitely a real time strategy where the four of us are on the one map playing against each other. I think we can team up. Good, yeah. Yeah, we can team good. up on each other and shit, and then turn on each that'd other. That'd be heaps of fun. That'd be so much fun. That'd be fun to do. Like like Raf said, even without podcasting. <laughs> Let's just actually just play video games. I'd be down um, for that. I would also be down for Ooh. an old school first person, a death match with you guys. Oh like, yeah, death match on something amazing. old, like yeah. something old school, like a Quake, 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 Quake Two, Quake Two, Quake Two, Quake Quake Online. It's free. Quake Online, then yeah, yeah. Well, I'm not even Quake Two, man. It's too advanced. It's like um, an old school one now. Yeah. No, Quake Two's basic as fuck. Quake, Quake Live. 
Quake 2 on the Nintendo 64 on your split screen? You can play it right now on your browser. I, I could even host one like out of my... um. Because I've, I've got more than one computer, so I could actually start our own server, a private server, basically. Oh, it's actually on Steam now, sorry. That'd be Command cool, and yeah. Conquer. That'd be funny. Command and yeah, Conquer. Yeah, I would smash Tiberium you guys so much in any video game so easily. <laughs> oh, shit. I love how everyone's laughing at that as though I'm joking. Oh, man. Like, not only will the shit talking begin, it will be a constant stream of shit talking as I'm writing, writing chicks as I'm <laughs> executing all of you repeatedly and you're like oh I thought you were joking Chris and it's like no 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 the real world comes into the video game world and virtual me the real world executing is you, Chris swinging axes double sided axes that look like a fucking mouse is it possible to play a Wolfenstein deathmatch Fuck Wolfenstein, dude. I hate that game. It's, it's a be great game. What are you talking about? No, because I only ever that? played it after Doom. It's like playing Mario 64 <laughs> after Banjo-Kazooie. Like, Mario 64 was great if you played it before Banjo-Kazooie. But if you played it after, it was the shittest 3D game. Because it had every problem that Banjo had fixed. Mm. So, um, it's a cool... Another suggestion? Rip. Yeah, go. Tiberian Sun? Well, Tiberian Alliances, because you can play that on a, on a browser. Any Command and Conquer game, I'm up for like one on one on one, four They're player, four player against each other, shared map. Yep. Is there a way to play Skyroads uh, deathmatch? <laughs> Would we be doing it through Steam? Uh, which one? It depends Tiberian. if you can play stuff online. Yeah. On the game, yeah. yeah. No, you need Origin. <clears throat> What's that? It's another Steam-like thing made by Electronic Arts. Oh, okay. Electronic Arts are like the Spielberg of... <laughs> they fucking game, are, dude. Game they content applications. Platforms. They're the America of games. Uh, speaking of which, there was a different a dub on the a Japanese edition of Teenage Mutant and Turtles, and they... Removed every reference into Japan and hey, made a career instead. <laughs> Raph, stop it. I'm, I'm ending you out of this podcast. <laughs> That'd be so fucked up if you recorded a two hour podcast with someone and you listen back and it's half an hour shorter. Just don't put his audio in. And there's no rap audio <laughs> and I'm just killing, deleting all the empty space. Or I just put a voice modulator on it and then I can use it to auto-tune it to say different things. You should actually put like a voice effects on all of our voices and make it different. That'd be quite funny. I love that you obviously haven't listened to the other recordings. (laughs) (laughs) And you don't know that you've got heavy reverb for 10 minutes in the middle of one of the other ones. Hey, here's here's a bit of a flashback. Uh, 4D sports drawing. Flashback. Oh, fucking 40 sports driving. <laughs> 40 sports driving, that was the best. Do you remember best. when you would like that was so hit this good. random corner and go flying in the air for, yep. for like 15 minutes? <laughs> Make all those crazy tracks and stuff with ramps and oh, God. big oh, donut God. things. Life so long. Um, super off-road as well. The loops. That was fucking funny yeah. as well. Super off-road was good Super too, off-road yeah. was awesome. 
<coughs> so many great titles. Dangerous Dave. Fucking Dangerous Dave at two as well. With the shotgun. Love yeah. that shotty. Yeah. Um, what about uh, Jet Jetpack? Jetpack was an awesome oh, game. Oh, fucking Jetpack. Love Jetpack. Shit. Jetpack was unreal. That was old school, man, yeah. It was like at 300 levels, man, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Um, Syndicate. I think we all loved Syndicate. Chris, did you play Syndicate? No. It was before my time. That was a before good I had a PC. Those were all, all those games were a little bit early. Like I hadn't had a PC yet and it was too late because I was already into the actual soccers and all that stuff. That was a good game too. Actual Fuck soccer, me. I remember that on your Actual PC. soccer? Oh, check it out. Ivan Stewart's... Check it out. <laughs> Fucking Iron Man, man. What oh, is that? Wow. Oh That's wow! A super off-road man. Old school. Yeah, you get the amazing. There are you can get so games awful. like that right now on the Switch that have way better maps and are beautiful. I'm sure that you can. But they're not this one. No, but they're better. They're the same thing, but better. No. no. What about um? I'm gonna I'm gonna YouTube this because I bet you it still looks awesome. Um. Uh, what was it called? You know that. Well, Mini Micro Machines also comes oh, to mind, which is too, awesome. Yeah. Micro yeah, Machines, yeah. yeah. Yep. But do you remember that other, that remote control one? The cars? Um, Revolt. Revolt. Revolt, that was so good. You can still get that too. That had beautiful graphics. The Revolt racing game. I think game. it was free for a while. Not the Revolt. Quite possibly the best combat remote controlled car racing game yet made. Came out in 99. Hey, Raf, I'm yeah, pulling up a YouTube game. video oh. and your brother's fucking Syndicate. video about Canberra Strong is on. Oh, yeah, as cool. an ad. That's uh, fucking dope because I haven't seen a YouTube ads in a long time. Like fucking years. Me neither. I, sometimes I sit down and I only watch YouTube ads. Yeah. Yeah, Syndicate was... Who's, who's... It's fucking mad. Who's That's posting me, I'm, that? I'm... Who is brought... doing that? I'm screen sharing a, si oh, a Syndicate yeah. walkthrough of the entire game. It says on the top. I was a big fan of that flamer, but it didn't last very long. The fucking gorse gun, man. Yeah. The gorse gun was nuts. Um... Right. Stop sharing for a second, Raph. Uh, do we have any like a closing a thoughts about? Yeah, I want, I want to share some, stream something quickly. All right, go for it. Everyone, can everyone see that? It is. Is that actual? Yeah. A game of soccer on full resolution. It's really jittery and stuff. On it, it, the frame rate was better on the actual game, but it's pretty nuts. For when it that came out. It was fucking insane. One of the good things about actual soccer that probably no other football game had at the time was its fluidity. It just had very fluid gameplay. Well, it was the first the ever engines. game, first anything to have motion control. The little balls. They had a documentary on the on the CD on it. They go, we're, we, we're pretty much the first people ever to sell a product that has that. It was before films were doing it, before anything was doing it. They they killed it as well. The, the French. Well, once FIFA came out, they they lost their market share, and then they got worse and worse, and then eventually um, 
Well, they, they a lot of the technology got um, got purchased. Actually, that was Actual Soccer three. Actual Soccer one looked a lot different. You see, games used to be fun. Now the the two series. Raph, can you take that off, please? Raph, can you take that off? I can. Take it off now. I'm streaming a short films that we made a long time ago. Yeah, but ask people before you put stuff on that they don't want on. I feel like uh, we need some closing comments, otherwise we'll be like. Just screen sharing bullshit from now on in. All right. So that was fun. I enjoyed that. Yeah, it was good. Definitely. It's cool. Down memory it's a lane. Coming too. Yeah, it was. Has been a while. Because we hadn't we hadn't done a proper podcast in a while. <clears throat> I feel You're happy. The I, last I, ones weren't proper. Well, they were film companions. I'm talking about the yeah. commentaries. Uh, do we know? I can ask if anyone's actually listened to the other ones. Have you got some stats or anything? Like full listens, I mean, like um, starts. We've only had about ten listens on SoundCloud, but that's not where we get our main listens from. Shout out to all the listeners. <laughs> Let me have a look on the keeping us alive. Look up the stats. Yeah, it'd be good to have stats. Uh, but I'm really keen on yeah. Like uh, three episodes of Star Trek, curated by someone, and kind of watching those, and some films and stuff as well. It'd be cool. But um, wait, what are you interested in? A podcast, a companions of um, episodic episode, companions. episode companions, yeah. But only if we can do like five episodes. I'm not interested in doing just one episode. That's that's the idea. You take a collection of yeah. episodes and three. I'm, I'm sure there are some collections of episodes. Three episodes, watch. yeah. But there's actually heaps of really nice, three or four, uh, like nice connections, yeah. like that, a span, a series and stuff as well. Hmm. <clears throat> I think I think like with Star Trek, they even sell those kinds of collections no, they where do, they just yeah. put yeah. yep different episodes. I just finished watching um, season three of the next gen, uh, which is actually quite enjoyable. It is season three is pretty good. I'm, I've started season two, but it's it's definitely not as enjoyable. But uh, season three was good. It is a harder yeah. watch, yes. It just feels like they're all they're all acting, man. It feels really strange. It, it feels like a different show, I think, as well. I watched the uh, the commentary cast with um, Jonathan Frakes last night. Of, uh, oh, yeah, man, you posted that. of First Contact, yeah. First Contact. How yeah. was that, man? Was it cool? Uh, yeah, it was pretty good. He had some good good insights on it, and it was pretty enjoyable. It was, it was good to go back and watch it yeah. as well. Did he say anything particularly uh, uh, memorable or funny? Yeah, there was some, there was some good, good point, good, uh, good stories that he had. Can you share one with us right now? Is what I'm I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to spoil it. I'll let you go and watch it. Jesus, all right. <laughs> I will say that he, he he didn't seem to know as much as he as you would think he would. 
Um, so there was, I think there was like one of the other guys that was there was uh, someone who had worked on the film as well, and I think he had a bit, a few more stories. Yeah, you know why that was? <laughs> well, probably because he was working on the, like he was acting as well as directing because and stuff. So directors in Hollywood are a fucking joke, and that the people who do the real work are all the different people who are working on the actual project. There's a big difference between like a Tarantino or a Rodriguez directing a film. And some of these fucking big name directors who just have their name on projects but don't yeah, fucking but, do anything. Yeah, Jonathan Frakes is not a big name fucking director, man. That's you don't think it was a big different. deal for them to say, right? Jonathan Frakes is going to direct this, the fucking second lead in the film. I think I think it was it was because he came into it after it, like after they had already done all the work, the whole movie. Yeah. <laughs> done all the work. Because they had someone else in mind to to direct it. Okay, so I've looked up the stats. Um, it turns out on the iTunes thing. From, from the analytics I'm looking at, no one has listened to either of the companions through <laughs> through the Apple Podcasts. Beautiful. I don't know. Beautiful. Thank you, uh, Apple fans. I don't know Thank how you. that's possible. But I don't know if this huh? is right because... No, nah, it's wrong, man. It's wrong. People have listened through SoundCloud, but I don't... Like, I'm trying to look up. But uh, we had a message last podcast, like, a post something if, you've, if you're listening, right? Yeah, but that was at the very end. Yeah, but... That's what I mean. People have to listen to the whole thing. I don't mean I wouldn't listen to this whole thing either. Like I don't think these fucking long. I don't think these stats are correct because I'm going back through all the old episodes and it's telling me that no one's ever listened to the podcast ever. No, that's incorrect. If I look at SoundCloud, it's very wrong. I don't. I don't know why the stats are wrong. Is it? Is it like a time limit or is it like a period that you're looking at? Yeah, there's time periods. I'm just trying to um, work them out. So I think the most popular, most listened to episode was uh, 48 Laws for Shitting into a Bin. <laughs> and of course that would be the best episode. So that was episode uh, 13. Uh, was that with all of us or was... Yeah, or not? yeah, it was. Fuck, that's hilarious. Followed that's closely by Tour to Catch Up. Speaking of podcasts, man, uh, uh, Chris, I listened to the final episode of Super Context. It was quite interesting. Yeah, I listened to that. I finished it this morning. Yeah. I was going to suggest to them that they did a, a, an episode on themselves as the final episode, but I didn't want to colour mm. the whole thing. Mm. But they already did it anyway, so it's quite... Uh, I had no idea how much uh, politics was behind the whole thing. Like, uh, 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 like that they actively tried to commercialize and sell the podcast. Oh, yeah, no, I, yeah. I knew 100% they were trying to build a product that they could then turn into a, um, a big podcast because of the way they came out with artwork and, like, mm. catchphrases and everything was tagged and looked... Because they'd been both making professional podcasts yeah. for 10 years and they came into yeah. it as professionals. It's interesting that they didn't get picked up by anyone, probably because of the drama that happened with, uh, with one of the hosts and stuff. That's funny. I think that's uh, part of it. This is this is very fucking um, not very interesting for people who don't know what this is. So we might take this conversation offline. I was going to say let's wrap this shit up, man. Yeah, let's um, <laughs> final thoughts on this plane of existence. Okay, Alf. I want to ask everyone what go, video game they're going to play next. This is a video game podcast. What's the next video game you're going to play? Alf, go. Probably a little bit of Overwatch tonight. Tonight. Okay, yeah. Raf, what's the next video game you're going to play? I'm going to uh, directly after I, I finish this. I'm going to play a bit of a lemmings a tribes a two online joe what are you gonna play 
I won't be doing any gaming until probably next Saturday. And what are you going to play? I won't have time. I am going to play Streets of Rage online. Awesome. And I am going to be playing Breath of the Wild in my ridiculous search to get 100% of the Korok seeds without any fucking online help, which is a fucking disgrace. And anyone who played Breath of the Wild and knows that I'm doing that will know that I'm a fucking idiot for trying that. Because there are 900 of them on the map and there's no fucking way to find out where they are. It's insane. It's insanity. That sounds a bit nuts, dude. It's beautiful. But you love beautiful. doing that shit. You're the well, only I did person that with I GTA V. But, exactly. Can I just say, actually, just because we're about to go, that's how much bigger Breath of the Wild is than GTA V. I did 100% of GTA V in 110 hours. I'm now at 420 hours on Breath of the Wild, and I've got 70%. That's how much bigger a game that is. That's crazy. If you've played GTA V and you know how big that is. Slightly obsessive. I also want to give another shout out to that fucking channel that is a perfect, and you guys should, I'm I'm all watch that shit. A Retro Ahoy. It's fucking mad for um, old school gaming docos, man. Subscribed. I'm going to check that out for sure. They're fucking really good. Can I also just send out a a shout out to uh, Tim Jones? (laughs) Tim Jones. Tim Jones. Tim Jones. I respect Tim Jones. <laughs> imagine if he actually fucking watched this, man. Well, what do you mean, imagine? I'm going to find him and send it to him. And I think he's going to shout out him. I think he's probably dead, man. Who, who can we actually say? Who do we know who is actually listening that we can give a shout out to? Shout out to Angie. How you doing? Was, yeah. Altry. Yeah. I don't think Altry's listening to this. I don't think he's got time. Altry, mm. if you do listen to this, send me a text message about <laughs> Gangstar or Guru sometime in the next six months. Well, his message was about the uh, recent death of uh, Tony Allen, a, a, a Afrobeat, a, a, a Nigerian drummer who was instrumental in creating the Afrobeat musical genre. I was going to say genre. a drummer who was instrumental. He was Full instrumental. <laughs> yeah. 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 A musician who was instrumental. That's quite a good little but shitty a, joke for 1980s broadcasting. But a, um, all right. All right, cool. That's it. What, all right, everyone. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, subscribe. Thank you, rate, rate and review. Five stars. Um, write a review. Uh, if you can put the word Streets of Rage 2 in on the Facebook page, we'll send you a free copy of Destiny oh. 2 for the PS4. We'll send you Sorry? a free Switch. No, 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 no. We'll send you a free copy of Destiny 2. And we're going to uh, subscribe. We're going to start up a Beast Monkey Twitch channel. And we're going to start... And a YouTube channel. We're going to start up a YouTube channel. YouTube channel and we're going to set up a Yachub search engine and we've got we've got a discord so if you want to join us I'll put the link up we're, we're going to bully you though <laughs> if you join this we're going to bully you anyone who joins in is going to get bullied <laughs> oh shit and we're also starting up a weightlifting message board like a 1990s style steroid steroid sharing weightlifting message board where we all uh, lift weights and get, bulk, get bulked to- up we're going to get bulked up Look at that. Can everyone give the camera uh, the finger and I'll take a screenshot of that as well? Can everyone do this? Yeah, that, please? Doing it. This is, my, this is me giving you the finger. And Joe? Oh. Uh, Chris, if I can do it as well. Alright, I'm hitting stop. Okay, right, everyone recording. hit stop. Bye. In five, Bye. four, three, Bye. two, Bye. one. Bye.
Podcast. Ciao.